These guys are just talking out of their ass. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday, July 29th, 2010. Time again for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 221. This is No Agenda. Once again, I'm your agent known as the former Soviet spy, coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West, here in the People's Republic of Southern California. It's beautiful here in the morning. I'm Adam Curry. Can't say so much uh, about the weather in northern Silicon Valley, where it is gloomy, as it is always in July. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Why don't you read War and Peace in the intro while you're at it? What? <laughs> Why don't you read War and Peace in the intro? Come on, man. It's like, keep it snappy. I keep it snappy. Let's do a word count. <laughs> well, I'm snappy, at least. Uh, well, how can you be snappy when it's gloomy? It's fogged in. It's ridiculous. Well, it's the whole month of July has been like this. Well, is the worst ever. Well, you got to move. Global warming, thank you very much. <laughs> you got to move down south, man. It's where it's at. In yeah, the morning yeah, to you, You'll see John. why I don't want to move down south in a later report. Yeah, in the morning to you, John. How are in you? In the morning to you and in the morning to all the sips, ships, sips. <laughs> all the sips, people which are using a certain kind of uh, telecommunications protocol. And all the ships at sea. And uh, good morning in the morning to you, human resources. Sources. I hope you're all nice and charged up and ready because your government needs you. And we got someone who took exception to uh, our use of the term human resources. Did you see that email? No, I did not from, see the from email. From Dustin? Yeah, he says, I'm an organizational behavior human resource management researcher. Wow, oh, that's, that's a business card. I'd like to comment on your recent usage of the term human resources. You seem to portray the term in a negative fashion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's actually meant to be an endearing and positive term, says Dustin. What? Yes. Traditionally, business scholars conceptualize resources as financial capital, raw materials, intellectual property, and that such resources are what contributes to organizational success. Recently, we have started to pay more attention to how people, humans, can actually be thought of as a resource. Yeah. Well, that's my point. I have one word for this guy. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what? We're great as resources because we burn well and long, kind of like a Yule log. Soylent Green, Soylent Green. What's that? You never saw the movie Soylent Green? Attention to the entertainment websites. Yes. <laughs> uh, make sure to have the movie Soylent Green on the list of things to watch. I think we've discussed this previously, but no, I've never, uh, never gotten around. I can't around believe you to haven't it. seen that movie. Well, there's, you know, I haven't, still haven't seen Fight Club. Make- attention to the uh- <laughs> Mickey got it for me on Netflix, but it was like it was the wrong one. It was from like some movie from 1953. <laughs> it was like uh, that's not it. <laughs> yes, Fight Club needs to be on the list. Mm. Highly recommended. John, do Fight we have Club, Fight Club? You have to watch it on DVD because throughout the movie, the character uh, don't don't Tyler tell me, Durden, don't tell me. No, I'm just going to tell you this because you need to know this before you watch the movie. Tyler Durden, who is the uh, is the character who is the uh, fighter, uh, he keeps showing up as one frame blips. Oh yeah, see, we have had this conversation. I remember this too. Yeah, yeah like little subliminal thingies. Yeah, they pop up all the time, and you and they and the thing that's in, the only thing you might want to note is the size of the of the uh, of the one frame blip. Okay. Um, it, it varies, and it has a, it has a lot to do with the with the structure of the story. It's very, it's kind of geeky. Yeah, and all along I thought it was like a movie with Brad Pitt fighting in his bare chest or something. I'm like, that's why I never saw it. It was. 
I was marketed improperly. I didn't well, understand. Actually, the problem was it was it was almost a little bit like the uh, and here's another one for the for the list. Um, the Manchurian Candidate. Okay, this, of course, I've seen. Yeah, The Manchurian Candidate came out around the time of the Kennedy assassination. And so they, they basically shelved the movie because it was like a little bit too close yeah. to home. Hello. <laughs> well, in this movie where, uh, where some, some, some buildings get blown up, mm-hmm. uh, it was about the time of uh, 9-11. Right. And so this movie got pretty much uh, marginalized. Hold on, let me switch glasses for a second. Why don't you get the spreadsheet so we can... Uh... Yeah, we only have one producer. We had a very weak uh, uh, Sunday, which indicates to me that our last show was crap. Now, how can that be? Our shows aren't crap. Well, I don't know. I had to go back and listen, but I, 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 I don't do that. You know, so. we always talk for about f- between 30 minutes and an hour after the show, and we review the show. And uh, well, actually, yeah, you're right. We said, yeah, that was good. We didn't really have any zingers, did we? I guess not. No. Whatever the case was, we got from Ed. Well, it's value for value. That's the way we look at it. Well, we didn't de- deliver. We, we didn't I guess. deliver the value. Sorry, Adriana K. Kane Couture. No, that's Paul. Ed- that's uh, Paul Couture. You, you, yeah, know, you should know, but read. He, but he put her name on there. No, so he on. says in the notes. Please, it's uh, it's her account, but it's for me. Well, bonked at gmail dot com. Yeah, well, Paul, of course, is uh, this is the first installment from our No Agenda uh, coins, the Challenge coins. Yeah, the Challenge coins at noagendafans.com. Go there and check it out. Uh, so he'll be the executive producer for this week. I three thirty three thirty three, and I do just want to. So wait a minute, we have no uh, associate. Uh... No, no. Ooh, damn. Uh, I I do want to say uh, that he did this coin challenge where he instead of sixty percent of the um, of the revenue, not profit, but of the revenue of the coins, he was going to give seventy five percent if we could. Uh, if 33 people bought 30 the coins within 33 hours or something like that, I can't remember. It was like, <laughs> something really good. Well, anyway, we surpassed it by a mile. This yeah. is great. And, and I got to tell you, these coins are beautiful. Did you get yours yet? No, 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 no. But I see the pictures at noagendafans.com. They're, they're just fantastic. And what a great way to raise money for the show. And if anybody doesn't know what a challenge coin is, Adam will be glad to explain it. Yeah, I actually have one. I'm not going to go into the whole history. It's on the website. But I actually received one when I was uh, with the Dutch Marines in Iraq. And uh, the whole idea is you carry it with you because at any moment, anyone who was there can call a coin check on you. If you don't have your coin, you've got to buy a round of drinks. If you do have your coin, then the challenger has to buy a round of drinks. But, of course, the the underlying uh, significance of these coins goes uh, much deeper. So let's let's get let me ask you a, a question I never thought to ask. Has this coin ever come in handy to get a free drink ever? Yes, three times. When? Well, three several t- times. Twice in the Netherlands and one time in San Francisco. Um, it wasn't an actual challenge, but I was talking to uh, a U.S. Marine. This was Halloween. I think I told you about that. The guy who went into like the two thousand yard stare because he was really like messed up from everything he had seen over there well you don't remember this conversation yeah i know i remember it vaguely but he had he had a coin and i had my own coin and uh i think we both bought drinks (laughs) i don't it was was a lot of drinks i don't really remember 
Mm. Uh, but I have had challenges, of course, uh, and get my. But I can attest to the fact that you do carry this coin around yeah. constantly. Well, it's all, it's good luck as well. And now I'm just going to add another one to the mix. I've got my one ounce gold coin. I've got my Iraq challenge coin, and uh, when we receive it, um, the, we'll have a no uh, the no agenda coin, no agenda coin, and uh, love Paul for uh, for doing that. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a good idea. I never even knew about any of this before. Uh, you showed me that crazy coin you have. A couple of PR associate mentions. So, of course, Paul at the top of the list with the uh, NoAgendaFans.com challenge coins. Uh, only 100 being made, although he's considering doing a second run because of the popularity. A big shout-out to all the sysadmins who, of course, will eventually save the world when Armageddon comes. Tomorrow is sysadmin day, so make sure you hug your sysadministrator. Or not, as the case may be. Oh, shit, what did I just do? That was really dumb. What'd you do? Well, there's a. I was trying to hide something on my Mac, and I did uh, hide others. <laughs> Have you ever done that? No. Well, basically, your whole screen goes blank because it hides all applications except the one you were working on. No. Hmm. <laughs> like, uh, okay, here we go. I'm back. Um, here's a, a couple of handy tips to help promote the show. Uh, producer Sigma says... Um, I'm a admin, so happy admin to you, to you for tomorrow. Uh, I administer several IRC networks, and I've uh, synchronized all of my greetings, either when I enter uh, as a, uh, the channel, also the channel server, the bot server messages, uh, all say, in the morning to you, the best part of waking up is fluoride in my cup. All his virtual hosts are uh, noagenda.itm. So this is good. Oh, nice. Yeah, this, I think that's a great idea. Everyone, and of course... Uh, NoAgendaChat.com has uh, similar what things the, already configured. What network is he on? Uh, doesn't say. No. Doesn't say. Then, uh, John, where I thought you actually did a, a solid for our PR, I got a note from a producer Nathaniel. Just thought I'd drop you a quick line. I'm a Bank of America employee. I used to play No Agenda in the office. After the disparaging remarks about the company, <laughs> a co-worker took offense. Now I have to listen on headphones. Okay, good job. <laughs> a co-worker took offense. Yeah, I, would she be of the, of the female persuasion, perhaps? I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The bank, I mean, you know why? Because I, I bitched about the fact that the Bank of America, which it's is a, chick a, bank. a hellishly bad bank, yeah. uh, has been taken over by women. Yeah. Uh, we're not equating one to the other, but it's just, just pointing just it out. Just a coincidence, a coinkydink. Yes. Uh, producer Bob Henderson from Eugene, Oregon, uh, suggests, uh, you know, he's, everyone's, everyone, I guess people who do feel we provide value but feel that we're, you know, obviously not pulling in the money we need to, certainly not to get into a third show, but to um, do it full time. Although maybe I'll just have to take a jump ahead of that. I've, pro- I've been threatening that I'm going to do it one of these days. Um, says, uh, consider this, put a wall of female listener pictures up on the No Agenda homepage. Oh, that's an interesting this idea. This might encourage more women to become involved. And yeah. I, and I thought to myself, yeah, that's great, but you know what we really need? We need a, a no agenda female listener calendar. <laughs> you know, it's like wouldn't that be great? That. We only need 12. I think we have 12, don't we? <laughs> we have well, at least 12. To say. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> We have a new site that popped up, uh, noagendaboard.com, as in B-O-A-R-D, a new forum. So uh, you can uh, find that in the links that rock. And then uh, this has to be 
the uh, PR associate of the week. Uh, this video has been doing the rounds. Uh, actually, uh, the FERF was in the Mevio office. He showed it to me because uh, this is a guy running for the next governor of Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, come on. It's funny. No, it's South Carolina. Um, I or was it, was I it Tennessee? I, I thought it was South Carolina. No, I'm pretty sure. Why would Furf lives in Nashville? That's the only reason he'd uh, he'd show it to me. So, the, yeah. so anyway, uh, let me just play this because uh, you he, can't understand a word of it. Why well, are we playing the most important word? You can't understand. Channel Four is working oh, yes. for you to help you make it because choice. it's uh, this guy. Uh, first of all, he has he has the profile that could be one of our uh, one of our listeners. <laughs> And uh, he actually promotes the show, and there's no other way than that this guy is a listener. I mean, just listen to him. Hold on. We hear from Basil Marceau. Basil! I'm BasilMarceau.com, the Republican candidate for governor. I'd like to recall all permit and registration for guns. Everyone can carry guns. If you kill someone, no, you get murdered. I mean, you go to jail. And uh, I'd like to put... Plant grass or vegetation across from the state where any vacant lot and sell it for gas, so we can use it use it for our expenses. Also, I'm gonna remove all gold fringe flags from the state and fly the real flag with three stripes. I also want to stop Wait traffic stops, set it up like the Supreme Court ruled in Nose versus Iowa. If you can't find evidence in the car, you can't look. I want you all to vote for Basil myself. I want you to say the Pledge of Allegiance to a Republic in the morning when you come out. <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> that's a blatant plug. Morning. Yeah, that's a plug. I want you all to pledge allegiance in the morning to the flag. I mean, come yeah, on. It's possible. Come on. <laughs> so I guess he is from Tennessee. But is this a takeoff on that other guy who's another you know, dub- <laughs> dubious candidate? Yeah, I love the black him. guy over yeah, in I, South Carolina. I love him. Anyway, so thank you all for your ideas and for weighing in. That, of course, is... Uh, Highly appreciated, as is uh, our executive producer on his way to uh, a certain knighthood, Paul Couture, who also, of course, has been known uh, to do some uh, outstanding art for the show as well. Everyone else out there, of course, you've got something to do. You need to go out and propagate our formula, which is pretty simple. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Okay. Audience participation time. Say it with me now. Shut up, sleep. So, I, um, a, a record. A record. 200 tagged stories and emails for this show. It, it's, it's, the more listeners we get, the more stories come in. Amazingly, the less money we seem to bring in. But, uh, Wow. Uh, it, it's it's taking uh just think about it, 200 stories i touch them three times essentially <laughs> per episode it's amazing how much time is spent on prepping for this show the show notes are like out of control today well we might as well start talking about the elephant in the room of course which is the uh, leaked uh oh the WikiLeaks. yeah you know what surprises me of course, we have discussed this many times, and we bring into question whether this perhaps is just Ministry of Truth at work, um, and that WikiLeaks uh, <laughs> WikiLeaks could just be a, a, a distractive front for uh, some government agencies. How come there's not a single document in seventy thousand documents about the poppies? About yeah, there's the, none whatsoever. Not a single thing. I mean, what is yeah. what is that about? So well, what, that just tells you what agency it was that was behind this whole thing. You know, it's just 
I mean, what do you, do you have anything more to say about it other than it's bogus? I mean, and half the reports, I think I spent about an hour of my life, which I'll never get back, looking at the at the WikiLeaks site. Half of them are from uh, Agent France Press, uh, AP. It's like Newswire stuff. Yeah, the whole thing is pretty, uh, but it's amazing how it just sucked all the uh, uh, life out of the entire uh, news media and they, they're just preoccupied with this thing with with you know here's an interesting clip um we have the this is the hen house clip where we have uh laura ingram uh, who's a, le- a right-wing uh radio host talking to her friend who's a left-wing radio host and it's interesting as they go yakking back and forth about this whole thing and what it means and who said what and how did it affects Obama? And then they, they agree on something, which I thought was kind of interesting because it's like the point of agreement, which is like just idiotic. Why don't you play this? Field reports that haven't been stitched together to make that quite conclusion, Laura. But the idea that the Republicans who supported Afghanistan, this was George Bush's war, and uh, the idea that now George you're Bush using- is not the This is George Bush's war. I love that. <laughs> what 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 channel is this on? What fine this is station? On our fabulous Fox. Oh, of course, great. Is that the commander in chief, Nancy? But, but, but you're Your talking guy about the political the, the political fallout of this. So you're, that that's the question. So the political fallout is that you're using released information that should have not. I mean, should have been completely could jeopardize our troops to cite the failure of the war in Afghanistan. That the I'm the, not doing uh, that at all. Bush I'm asking you about started. the Democrat. No, 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 no. You're not understanding what I'm asking you. I'll ask it again. The Democrats are are frustrated with this president. I'm focusing on intra. Democratic disunity. I want us to win well, in Afghanistan, I, well, tail and win. That's what I'm focusing on, Nancy. I'm not focusing on George Bush. That old saw has really worn thin. Nobody. Uh, people I, I know. Sick I'm of just the George I'm Bush just, thing. Laura, I'm Democrats, just pointing out the hypocrisy of you, you looking to these documents to say, look, this war is failing when it was really a Republican war. You didn't but find any of the information the, in the documents interesting. The, I think the person who leaked the them Democrats, should be prosecuted. By the way, I do. Too, we agree on that. And the Democrats, I, I got to say, of yeah, let's throw the guy in jail. I want to win the war and turn tail. That's what I'm focused on. Like, why don't you strap on... Uh, strap on uh, strap, your dildo yeah. and go do it. Oh, <laughs> John. Now, my the thing goodness, is, what are you saying? Here's the deal. Win the war. Who is going to... This is exactly like the Iraq war. Who's going to come over and sign the surrender papers? How do, what, how, what's how his do you name? Win? How do you win? What's the guy's name? Just give me the guy's name. There was a who is going to sign the surrender papers that so you can actually have won the war? Karzai. <laughs> there's a there's a there was a funny report in the show notes noagendashow dot com about what has changed in Afghanistan and here's how you can really see how the economic hitman have go, hit, hit men have gone to work there. So uh, the three columns. One is the uh, of course uh, the item. Then under the Taliban and then today which I guess would be under the CIA. Uh, children enrolled in school, 900,000, none of them girls. Today, more than 6 million, one-third of which are girls. Well, sounds good. Afghans with access to some form of health care, 9% under the Taliban. Today, 85%. Wow, that's better than we're doing in our country. Maybe <laughs> yeah. we should focus our efforts here. <laughs> access to information uh, under the Taliban. You only had Taliban-run radio stations. Today, 60 radio channels, 8 TV stations, 500,000 internet users. My gosh, I bet you they have E. 
they must have the E channel over there. They'd be rocking. They're up. They're more up to speed on Mel than we wait, are. Wait, wait, wait. This is bo- bogus anyway. That that's not true. They used to before the during even during the Taliban era. They were they had, they had satellite. Yeah, they had Tons a bunch of, satellite. of yeah, there's well, a whole bunch of soap operas that they. Well, let me just like finish the list. It gets better. Phone ownership. Now this is where the. What econo- list? Where's this list come from? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't. Know. It's a it's a repo, so I don't know right it's off right the from bat. the CIA. Okay. Uh, yeah, probably. Phone ownership under the Taliban: forty thousand landlines today. Ten million cell phone users. Huzzah! Yeah, Verizon, AT and T. Who would it be? Uh, proportion of the world's illicit opium supply produced by Afghanistan, 70% under the Taliban. Today, we're up 89%. That's, we're doing good. <laughs> they, ca- they just casually throw that in. Yeah. And then uh, my favorite is life expectancy under the Taliban, 47 years. Today, 44 years. <laughs> that's with really? your, your improved health care. Oh, yeah. That's because of, well, that's because of this. You're probably going to get sh- killed by a drone. drone. Accident. <laughs> that's right. You get shot by a drone. You get shot. <laughs> oh, yes. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So, um, WikiLeaks, please. So, yeah, no, the whole thing is a scam. So um, it's it's fun to watch it, though, because everybody gets all worked up about it. Oh, wow. And, of course, you know, the, the hidden... I'm always looking for what the, what's the hidden message. Uh, because if it's like an intelligence agency that actually, you know, kind of combed through this stuff, they, they would take out, of course, the uh, the poppy information. and uh, the, But they would have to have their message, and there's a message. What is the message? Do you have any idea? I think I know what it is. It's a message that... That has been they've been trying to promote for years, and nobody's paying attention. So they so these documents kind of push it, and I and I do have it as a one of the clips here on one of the shows, uh, this time on MSNBC, um, which is to reveal the fact that, and this by the way goes back to nine nine eleven, um, that the ISI, the intergovernment security, I don't know what it's even stands for. <laughs> it's, a, it's the Pakistani CIA. Uh, yes. Uh, intergovernmental services and something, I don't know. Anyway, the uh, ISI is the operation that set up the Taliban and it, in the early days, and they are responsible for a lot of, uh, you know, maintain, you know, keeping Osama, according to some sources. Everyone's, every time I bring this up, some Pakistani will send me a nasty note. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but anyway, they're the ones who have kept Oba- Osama uh, safe. And so they, but nobody's paying any attention to this. So these, so so you get this clip, CIA versus ISI, and that's uh, pretty much uh, as far as they can go with it. If nobody wants to buy into it, then it's just a lost cause. You want to play the clip? Yep. Harm. The New York Times was one of the three news organizations to which WikiLeaks gave an advanced look at the leaked documents. Their coverage, co-written by. What is that about? An advanced leak. Yeah, they advanced leaked to three publications that advance, were advanced. Sympath- advanced yeah. leak. Is that- yeah, two weeks in advance, Ugh. so they could work up some stories. So yeah, this is like rolling out a product with uh, non-disclosures, right? It's just a, a complete marketing scam. But they, 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 you know, the New York Times uh, bought into it. And of course, the New York Times is interesting. When this is a guy from the New York Times, he says that you know they, they didn't think twice about the fact that they got an advanced copy, and then he didn't think twice about going and and, and taking the coverage over to the White House and saying, "Is it okay if we say this?" 
is it okay if we <laughs> hello, say that? Hello, Ministry of Truth. Hello, hello. It's unbelievable. Can, but can that's we your do media, this? And that's just the way it is. National Security Correspondent Mark Mazzetti, who joins us now from Washington. Mark, uh, to the White House point, is this uh, reporting harmful to national security? We took uh, very great care uh, over the last few weeks uh, to sift through the documents and when we decided to ultimately publish the documents and um, the content to make sure that they didn't contain information that we thought was directly harmful. For instance, the names of Afghan informants who have been working with coalition troops, um, the names of specific officers. Um, we've, who really, we've really done the research. We really want well, protecting our national security and make sure that our troops are really safe. You know, we're really good journalists and we protect all of our sources who uh, are working in uh, Afghanistan and Pakistan and uh, we uh, approached the White House late last week um, and told them uh, what we had had and had a dialogue with them over the last few days uh, before we published um, and they were quite aware that uh, what we were going to publish not in specific content but um, we took very great pains to make sure that uh, specific sources and methods of information were not uh, were were not revealed. Now, it is hard to uh, to choose the hottest news here or the most disturbing revelations in these documents, but... Hold on a second. So, some of these things and sources, and they were not revealed, so that is available on the site? I mean, uh, apparently... Which makes the whole concept ludicrous. Yeah. To the point of the Pakistani intelligence service actually helping the Taliban, working with the Taliban, planning missions with the Taliban. Uh, we do not have documentation on that prior to now, do we? No, we don't. And, you know, the Times and other news organizations for a couple of years have talked about and written about how uh, the Pakistan spy service, the ISI, uh, is believed to directly help out not only the Taliban, but groups like the Haqqani Network and um, a, a group led by a guy named Hekmatyar. And um, this is the belief among the U.S. intelligence community. Even the, And they even are believed to have uh, been involved in the 2008 embassy bombing, the Indian embassy bombing in Kabul. But these these documents have actual named operatives. They talk about um, yeah, on specific- whatever. So they've been trying to get this into the public domain. There's this information. And so now they this maybe maybe this will do it. Uh, I mean, the whole thing is rigged. Meanwhile, I'm sure something interesting is going to happen today. This will be a big C-SPAN day for me, certainly. Uh, even though I got a whole bunch of calls and stuff lined up, it's going to be. Uh, Important because uh, the president is on the view. And, oh, yeah. And that will dominate the news. Everything will be forgotten. That uh, will dominate everything today. Yeah, it'll be a lame conversation. Well, yeah. Well, first of all, who cares? Right? Whatever. Right. Whatever. Well, we apparently do because I'm, I'm taping it. <laughs> well, shouldn't it, isn't, hasn't it already aired on the East Coast? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I'm pretty sure it has. Possible. So someone probably knows. Uh, but that, to me, that's. You know, I'm thinking, why is he doing this? Well, because there's a distraction. I mean, it's a big distraction, huge distraction. Clearly, we've got a. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. So we'll it's a huge find distraction. Out. Hey, I um, I think I'm on to something. Um, in G- Gitmo Nation East, and the uh, United States of Europe in general. A couple of really weird reports coming out. And all of a sudden last night as I'm prepping, uh, round two of prep, it, it strikes me. So there's a lot of mental illness talk. 
and uh, most of it from the BBC. So the first story, uh, mental illness has long been, sit- been considered a stigma with people often going to great lengths to hide the fact they have problems. Uh, but apparently, according to this BBC story, because many celebrities, uh, Stephen Fry being the one highlighted in the story, um, claim to be bipolar, and we know that Stephen Fry, I think, has even tried to commit suicide, uh, that this is now becoming very popular for people to say, oh, I'm bipolar. And, uh, and this uh, doctor is, uh, is saying it's the celebrity effect. Okay, so that's like, hmm, all right, interesting. You know, what's the point of the story? I'm not quite sure. But then we get this one. Uh, headline, mental health, are we all sick now? <laughs> well, hold on. Diagnosing psychiatric illness has always been controversial. Mental health experts say now some are worried that a new draft of the diagnostic Bible for mental health medicine could result in almost everyone being diagnosed with some form of mental condition. Now, this is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders published by the American Psychiatric Association. Uh, And I guess in a way, uh, depending on how you look at it, you could say that everyone has some form of mental illness. But here they are basically saying, oh, okay, uh, you know, this is the, the diagnostic Bible. Anyone can be diagnosed with a form of mental illness. And then it hit me. John, something we talked about over two years ago when I was pulling apart the Lisbon Treaty. Now, of course, the Lisbon Treaty ratified now uh, essentially the law in uh, Gitmo Nation uh, uh, Europe, United States of Europe. And remember that in order to, because they first had the Constitution, France and the Netherlands voted it down, and then they made the Lisbon Treaty. And what they did is they took the same words, uh, hustled them around a little bit, and then moved a bunch of stuff into protocols and charters. Remember this? Yep. And uh, I want to remind you of EU Charter uh, Article 52.3. This is the ECHR, the European Charter of Human Rights. And it has uh, to do with, um, well, here's the legal explanation of your freedom in the United States of Europe. And you are, of course, free to roam about, however... You can be arrested and detained under a couple of exemptions. One is if you have a contagious disease, are mentally ill, or if um, you are an alcoholic or a vagrant. So to well, me, that covers most of the Europeans. Yeah, but to me, it seems like now that everyone essentially can be deemed mentally ill. Yeah, no, that's. A, but I don't think it's just a European thing. And let me just cite a story. Well, but, 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 but this is law now. I mean, there's a, there's a huge difference. It's. Yeah, what, I know, it, but they're going. I think they're going to lead that. In that this, like you said, the EU and the, the whole Gitmo Nation East is a is a kind of the lab for what we're going to end up stuck with. And let me just read you an article from the Los Angeles Times, July 28th. One in five Californians say they need mental health care. Ah, here we go. You're so right. Almost five million California adults say they could use help (laughs) with a mental or emotional problem, according to a survey released Wednesday by researchers at UCLA. One million of them meet the criteria for, quote, serious psychological distress. And that's just in my neighborhood. Minimally. So there's something going on here with this bull crap. Well, as a beta testing ground, 
they've certainly succeeded because it is law. It's in the charters as a part of the protocols that you can be detained legally if you are, actually they say, of unsound mind, which is even more broad. If you're an alcoholic, drug addict, or a vagrant, or if you have an infectious disease, which of course could be uh, H1N1, all kinds of stuff. But to see these articles popping up all of a sudden, it's just like, whoa, hold on a second. And just like um, Section 44 of the Terrorism Act in uh, in the United Kingdom, where you now essentially can be arrested uh, for any reason, just because someone says, oh, I'm, I'm calling Section 44 on you. And then you can just get arrested and thrown in the brig no matter what you're doing, just because you might, you look like or smell like a terrorist. So, um, yeah, uh, well, luckily we already have a constitution here. A lot of people seem to have forgotten uh, what's in it, and it wasn't the, the thousands of pages that the Lisbon Treaty was. It's quite a simple booklet, um, and as long as that doesn't change to add stuff like you can be arrested if you're of unsound mind, then I think we're okay. But it's just a pen stroke away, or in Obama's case, 20 pen strokes, because he's got to use a pen for everybody who's part of the legislation. All right. Well, so what other? So that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's just fabulous. Well, um, I mean, there's there's so much uh, so much news that has been coming in. I mean, where do you want to go? Uh, <laughs> well, you want to take a you want to do a little real news or something? I, I I've got a new segment of the show I want to experiment with. Okay. Guess the name of the advertiser. Ooh. Okay, so um, so I want you to play Teen Girl Ad One. Okay, this is guess guess the drug pusher. I guess is uh, should no, be the jingle. No, I didn't say drugs. It could be oh, it could be anything. Safeway. I don't know. Okay, it could be anybody. So I see twenty six minutes a second. So I presume the the, yeah, the second I, I, clip I is the payoff. I the end of it. Also, you have to because you have to get. I don't want you to like accidentally. Okay. Ooh, I can't find the button. You know, <laughs> I, I win. All right, here we go. No prejudice. It does not carry the opinions of a man faster than those of a woman. It does not filter out an idea. Because I'm 16 and not 30. Air is unaware if I'm black or white. And wouldn't care if it knew. So it stands to reason my ideas will be powerful. If they are wise. Infectious. If they are worthy. If my thoughts have flawless delivery, I can lead the army that will follow. Okay, um, this is a feminine hygiene product. <laughs> You lead the army that will follow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're so weird today. It's not a feminine hygiene product. Lead the army <laughs> will follow of pissed off women. So you have, uh, by the way, I guess, you know, there's and it, there's actually more girls, and these are girls, talking than it sounds, because they didn't do a very good job of voice casting, so they have, it sounds like the same person, but it's about 14 different women. Oh, each wow, year I, no, I didn't hear that at all. The no. quick shot of their face is saying, and then I, and then another shot of somebody else's face, right. will lead the army that will follow, and you know, this kind of what, thing. Uh, what channel did this air on? This is on network TV, big time. What were you watching? I don't remember. Some dumb, it was something lame. But uh, I, I, I should have paid attention to that because that's quite important. But, but, the, but I was so stunned by this ad that uh, you can now the, – the, the reveal, you have to play the whole ad, and then the reveal will be at the end. But you, you have no idea. You give me one guess. AT&T. Wow. Why would you say that? Because I see a lot of uh, 
stupid uh, communications. I see a lot uh, of stupid. <laughs> stupid communication. It's like, I don't know. If it's not a feminine hy- hygiene product, it's AT&T. Let's listen. No okay. prejudice. It does not carry the opinions of a man faster than those of a woman. It does not filter out an idea. Because I'm 16 and not 30. Air is unaware if I'm black or white. And wouldn't care if it knew. So it stands to reason my ideas will be powerful. If they are wise. Infectious. If they are worthy. If my thoughts have flawless delivery, I can lead the army that will follow. Rule the air. Verizon. Oh, Verizon. Interesting. What a crock of crap. Yeah, no, okay, wait a minute. Verizon has these, um, you are the network, which is like you're the antenna. And I, isn't that what what is it, what they're saying? You this are the network. Wanna, what what is compelling about this advertisement that would make me want to go? Oh, 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 let me rush down right now and get a Verizon phone. <laughs> I don't know. They seem Nothing. to be that's <laughs> what it's a piece of crap is what it is. A piece of propaganda. I don't know what the point of it is, but it made me irked. You know, we uh, we really could make some extra money as consultants, advertising consultants. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, we could do an ad like that. And we should actually knock that ad off. <laughs> Just get like Joe Engo and all the people in the office, each one saying one or two things very seriously and very tight close up to their face. <laughs> okay. I will lead the army. I that will lead follow. the army that will follow. Yeah, excellent. Uh, loved uh, seeing the news that uh, Wyclef Jean is now, uh, has actually signed the documents. To run uh, in Haiti's presidential election. Yeah, good. So this is uh, the guy who was on the scene first with Bill Clinton. Lots of questions about his charity. Oh, yeah. Lots of questions. And uh, we know that, uh, that, the, that the, uh, certainly the U.S. is already meddling in the, in the presidential uh, election process there. And, of course, they need a great... I mean, wouldn't it be funny if, if, he, uh, if he actually ran and won? I mean, that would be like, okay. What do you mean? He, what do you mean funny? That's, what's, that's what this whole thing is designed for. He is going to, to run and win. I, 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 think, you know, I think you're right. <laughs> I'm really afraid you're right. It's, it's just so outrageous. Yeah, no, the whole thing is a scam, and there, he's going to run and win, and then, you know, he's going to be, uh, he can, he's amenable to uh, the USA, and we're going to have, you know, then he's going to invite the Clintons and the rest of them, they're going to build their hotels on the north side, and uh, to create a new town, and marginalize Port-au-Prince, and let everyone drop dead, and let the UN take over that part of it, with their trailers and their big empty lots. All while he's playing a, a charity concert. Yeah, he's the Obama of <laughs> Haiti. Yeah, it makes well, no, it makes sense. And then Bill will hop up on stage and play sax. Oh yeah, that it's, has to happen. Gonna be, we haven't seen Bill play sax for a long it's gonna time. Be a, well, he has no air in his lungs. The guy's like out of breath. Hmm. So there's this um, this guy Alec Ross, and I think we talked about him. Uh, one of his crazy charities, uh, One Economy. Or something like that, which is a, a non-profit, which, by the way, got $55 million from the stimulus. Hello. How does that work? Oh, oh did I mention that he is uh, uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, technology guru and did the same for... Uh, it was, he's, been, he's been with the Clintons as, since he was 12, apparently. And so he has this big speech at Stanford, and I guess he he's responsible for the texting... Of the money to the Haiti uh, charity, and, and, and I, 
I just listened to this. I'm like, is this guy for real? And then he he parlays that into how he's going to save the problems uh, in Mexico. And this is all done uh, under the auspices of our future president of uh, the United States of Gitmo, Hillary Clinton, because she's his boss. Clip's a little long, but it, you just listen to it, and every four minutes you're going, what? How? Huh? Are you for real? A Stanford speech. Want to hear? Uh, wait, let's go back again. What's the guy's name? Alec Ross. Alec Ross. And he's like a, the Clinton's personal CTO kind yes, of thing? Yes, exactly. Well, it, it, it's not, not really. He doesn't... Okay, he's, why don't you play he's that? Not like a Vivek. He's not like a Vivek Kundra. This guy is more like, oh, he's a genius. He's so smart and saving the world with technology. Alec make- what? Ross. Alec Ross. Here, I'll play it while you're and looking. And so very few initiatives that we focused on using technology as something that can be empowering and can get people engaged in diplomacy and development in ways that weren't, you know, the case historically. Uh, one example. Um, there was, in, in the hours after the earthquake in Haiti, um, there are these these fantastic... Uh, women who work in the innovation space at the- uh, what? What? Fa- the fan- these, they're, listen. Hey, they're, what's that over there? What's that? Oh, <laughs> that's the, the space <laughs> for this, the innovation space. <laughs> listen. Is there the anybody working in there? Yeah, there's some women in they there. They got the. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. It gets better because they're sitting in the innovation space and all of a sudden, lightning bolts space at the State Department, and they got the idea in the hours that followed the earthquake that, you know, hey, Hey, tomorrow morning when people wake up and are having their morning coffee and they've heard about what happened in Haiti, we should be able to do something so that those people hearing about this for the first time over that morning cup of coffee can do something right then. And I love the finger snapping, do something right then. And so what they did is they worked with the private sector um, at the secretary's direction to, to immediately stand up a program so that people who text, texted the word Haiti uh, to a short code 90999 could donate $10 for earthquake relief. So, wait a minute now. The, what I'm understanding this jabroni saying is that the fine women under uh, Secretary of State Clinton... We're sitting in the innovation space, space, leading an army, and they said, oh, I got an idea. When people are having their coffee, their morning coffee, they should be able to text some money. I mean, what is this bull crap? Well, (laughs) that is bull crap. (laughs) He takes it much, much further. It it gets great. (laughs) And at the time, we we thought you what? So there's a picture of him on Wikipedia, uh-huh. and people should look him up there. Of course, he's got his name is Alec Ross, and then it says Innovator is somehow. I don't know how Wikipedia put that in. Innovator there, but, in residence. But but you see the guy, and he is a classic Silicon Valley kind of you know douchebag. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's listen. Oh, hey, maybe we'll raise a couple hundred thousand dollars. In fact, this guy will be a VC after... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, he's total VC material. If everything yeah, yeah, breaks right, would, you know, yeah. wow, we might be able to raise a million dollars, and that would be of a truly historic nature. And what happened... And that's bold, too. Oh, we could raise a million. That would be historic. What happened? Was this campaign became viral over viral. social media. I mean, viral. Viral social media. The president went on television and promoted it. Along, yep. along with the two shysters. Viral. 
viral, please. Over the Twitter sphere and social media space. Twitter sphere. I'm sorry, I can't help but mock this guy. Just, oh, he irks me. In other social media spaces. And once it became viral, in, in the days immediately after the campaign, in social media spaces, it was then adopted by the mainstream media. And eventually more... <laughs> That's so not true. No, it's not true. It's just the other way around. Exactly. But he really likes using the word spaces. Spaces. Well, there's more spaces coming. More than 3 million Americans chose to use their cell phones to make a $10 donation, and more than $30 million were, was raised for uh, earthquake relief. And- is, he's like the Jason Calacanis of the Clinton camp. That's what this guy is. Now, listen. He, now, now, he's, now he goes off, off his rocker. Haiti. Um, another example of the kind of 21st century statecraft that... 21st century statecraft. What the hell is that? I love it, but this is how, this is how your government talks, because this guy is in it. Uh, it's all Secretary Yeah, totally. Clinton is, lead, is, is leading, um, is an example south of our border here in Mexico. As I'm sure many of you are all too familiar with, the... Drug cartel-fueled violence in Mexico is completely out of control. Thank you. It's a disaster. Disaster. John, say it with me now. It's a disaster. You got to take that clip. By the way, uh, it was a 21st century statecraft. Was that the term? That's what I heard him say, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's completely out of control. It's a disaster. Disaster. Um, Far too many people. Just play that. Play that. You got to play it one more time. I'm just loving it. Disaster. (laughs) In Mexico is completely out of control. It's a disaster. Um, Far too many people are dying. Uh, Far too many. I mean, a couple is okay, but it's it's just out of control. It's a disaster. Too many people are dying. Especially at border towns like Ciudad Juarez. Notice, now the first giveaway, Ciudad Juarez. So he's, he's yeah, doing the, the first giveaways. He spoke it almost in uh-huh, Mexican uh-huh. Spanish. Well, he's been down there. He's working on a new plan. And one of the things that the Secretary of State and our ambassador to Mexico, Carlos Pascual, said is, you know what, we need to take a new and innovative approach to this. <laughs> An innovative approach to too many people being killed. It's a disaster. Let's get some people from Silicon Valley. <laughs> this is where I'm peeing my pants. <laughs> alert. Alert. I'm peeing. Red alert. Silicon Valley has been mentioned. Here it comes. To help us think through in, in, in creative ways what we could do differently. What is something new we could do? And- what is something new we could do? John, any ideas? I, I, I bet you it would have to do with text messaging. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and money. Oh, stand by. So we, so I and, and others were deployed down to Mexico to meet with the president's cabinet, to meet pe- with people like Carlos Slim, to meet with leaders from civil society. And our goal was to come back with one idea uh, that could help reduce <laughs> crime in Mexico. And so we came up with a program that is likely going to launch sometime in the fall. Um, based on what we learned down there, which was that the Mexican citizens themselves will no longer report crime, by and large, because they're afraid that if they walk up the literal or proverbial steps of the station house to, to um, report crime, they're going to get found out and will therefore be in danger. 
One of the things that we learned while we were down there is everybody, even in the lowest income barrios in places like Ciudad Juarez, they all have cell phones and they all text message like crazy. So we've set up a program where people are going to be able to anonymously text message, and I could explain how that works, but that's not the best use of this time. Just take take for granted I'm telling the truth. People will be able to anonymously text message. I don't, ha- I don't have the time to explain how it's going to work. Just take my word for it. It will be anonymous. Please. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Alec Ross, douchebag of the week. Ah. There's an article about him and his buddy uh, in the New York Times. I'll send you the link. We'll put it on the show notes. Uh, Jared Cohen. His, his, uh, he's the mentor to Cohen, it looks like. And... Uh, the two of them look like it's like Kundra and that other guy, uh, <sighs> like pals. You know, there was a there was a thing about uh, Kundra. Some one of our producers sent that in. That um, I got to go find it. Um, apparently, they had all kinds of you know the whole uh, Indian cabal thing yeah. during their ten years together at the advisory board company. This uh, jabroni named Zintz, who was also. Uh, in the administration, successfully led the company's public offering as its CEO, while Chopra, this is our uh, chief technology officer, because uh, Kundra is the chief information officer, Chopra brought his experience on healthcare to the administration and since championed top healthcare priorities like digitizing medical records and implementing a system to create an online market for health insurance coverage. And uh, just interesting enough, Vivek Kundra's wife was uh, on the uh, executive board of advisory board company. So these guys are all tied in, all tied into the digitization, to all of the IT stuff for uh, the healthcare scam. And, uh, and they're, all, they're all just like a little buddy-buddy. What's interesting is that Cohen appears to be headed to Google. Ah. Uh, and there's a little quote here. It says, at the Googleplex in Mountain View, the next day, Ross and Cohen took the director's chairs next to Schmidt, mm. the CEO, for some fireside chat. <laughs> Does it really say fireside chat? Yeah. So something's up. Well, there's another... Uh, actually, Wired published this. Uh, when did this come out? Just uh, today. The investment arm of the CIA and Google are both backing a company that monitors the web in real time and says it uses that information to predict the future. The company is called Recorded Future, scours tens of thousands of websites, blogs, and Twitter accounts to find the relationships between people, organizations, actions, and incidents, both present and still to come. And this uh, is a part of the Department of Homeland Security who released a document this week saying that they are actively scanning social networks. Um, And uh, in Exhibit A, they list all of the websites that they are monitoring. And I was very disappointed to see that No Agenda Show is not on the list. Good thing. Meanwhile, Hulu (laughs) is on there. Uh, Hulu is just a bunch of TV stations. Well, I'm just telling you, it's in What's there. What's their monitor? Why don't you just monitor the networks? But they also say they're monitoring the Twitter API. So I guess they have the, the big fire hose. They have a hook up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, newspapers on Twitter, uh, Facebook, 
They monitor all of Facebook. Uh, yeah, it's good to know you're being watched. Chem.info. <laughs> That's to make sure the chemtrail thing doesn't get out of control. You know, I don't want anyone to really talk chem about that. Chemtrails. No, brother. So I just thought it was... Say uh, that for the second half. Why? Well, what can I tell you? It came up all of a sudden. Okay, well, that's more depressing news. That No wonder nobody's giving us any money. <laughs> Why? Because we depress them? Apparently. I mean, you're depressing me. Hey, by the way, I got a buzzword uh, clip. Okay. See if you can figure out the buzz, the buzz term. You mean that a meme? Got, Is it a buzzword or a meme? It's actually a both. Okay. It's a meme in, term, in the form of a buzzword. Okay. It's actually not a buzzword. It's a buzz phrase. But see if you can spot the fact that there's just a completely, why are you using this term to describe the situation unless you've been either told to or you've, you've decided to or you're just following the Democrat Party talking points. But here's a local news report from Diane Dwyer from the Northern California, and she, she brings it in. Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner is painting a positive picture for the future of the U.S. economy. On NBC's Meet the Press this morning, Geithner said he does not believe this recession will be a double-dip recession, meaning things would get worse again before getting better. He said that while it's only natural Americans are still living with fiscal caution, the economy, he insists, is on the mend despite high unemployment. He went on to say that allowing tax cuts for the wealthy to expire is also the right thing to do right now. The right thing for the country, the fair thing, the responsible thing for the country now is to make sure we leave in place and preserve tax cuts that go to more than 95% of working Americans and complement those with a set of incentives for businesses to expand and hire. To make that possible. 2010 is the last year President Bush's tax cuts for the rich are in effect, but many Republicans want them to be extended. Dozens of homes and businesses right. were damaged. Good. So, good. Good. so what is it? I mean, I heard Tax it. cuts for the rich. Oh, but that's been going on for weeks. It's a, I know. I'm just saying. Why is a local news a person using the term tax cuts for the rich? A Democratic talking point. It's not tax cuts for the rich. It never was. It was tax cuts across the board for everybody. It just so happens the rich were in the list. But it wasn't tax cuts for the rich. Which tax cuts are, are they actually talking it's about? about? The, the, the Bush tax cuts. I know, but what were they? What were the tax cuts? Because it was it, just a ten, like some like a ten or so percent. It was just a tax cut. It was just a lowering of all taxes for everybody. Oh, but because I, I'll, I'll tell you, it, it worked on me because uh, I thought that there was a set of tax cuts that uh, that the Bush administration had put into place that only were applicable to the higher tax brackets. That's literally the way it was imprinted on my mind. That's not true? No, it was across-the-board tax cuts. Huh. But they're expiring, right? It's a Democratic right? talking point. That, you know, here's what the argument was. Here I am, you know, being the Democrat uh, strategist. I'm saying, well, these tax cuts, why do we get, we're having a tax, let's say we're going to cut everybody's taxes by 10%. Why am I cutting the richest tax? Because we'd like to have it progressive. We can cut the regular, uh, the the uh, middle class's taxes by 10% and cut, let's cut the richest tax, taxes by 2%. Or let's don't cut it at all. They don't need any tax cuts. This is tax cuts for the rich. Why are we giving the rich a tax cut? It was a tax cut for everybody. But what, 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 in what way was it? I'm just trying to figure they, out. They what just the, lowered the schedule. The rate. They just lowered the rate in general. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, you, I, had a, you had a tax cut. I had a tax cut. Yes, the rich really? had a tax cut too. But they weren't, you know, they weren't, obviously they didn't do the progressive thing, which is where you have, you know, the tax cut 
cuts maximized at the bottom and minimized at the top, so it's not all the same. The Bushes made it all the same. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I I, I was totally bought into the to the uh, to the talking points. Jeez, how's... so you thought that there was actually so yes, let's cut yes. some taxes for the rich? Yeah, well, I'm not rich, so I'm like, I didn't get no, I don't know about no tax cut. I'm like, well, you'll see the difference when they when they end these tax tax cuts. Uh, I also saw that um, the from the health care bill. Now, what your employer spends on your health care will actually be added to your W two, so it will uh, be counted as income. As income. So, so, so you'll have to pay tax over the health care that you're receiving from your employer, which I guess previously yeah. was not that way. Right. This is a tax increase. If anybody doesn't see it that way, they're crazy. No, I, 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 I see, see it no that way. No more taxes for the people making less than two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's according to Obama's big promise. What do you? What is this? Is this a tax increase or not? No, it's just a fee <laughs> collected by the IRS. It's not the same thing as a tax. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. The uh, Eric the Shill actually sent me, uh, I think he sent it to you as well. Uh, it's quite amazing how uh, the Fox Business, which of course nobody watches, uh, said, well, we have an exclusive report, exclusive standby, exclusive report. It turns out that there's some bad, nefarious language in the uh, Wall Street Reform Act. Like, well, if you just read it, then, you know, how exclusive is that? Uh, it's just like, but they call it exclusive because... It's I, exclusive. Yeah, you want to hear this? is kind of, uh, kind of yeah, interesting. Might. Yeah, might as well. I mean, oh, oh screw it. Pre-roll. Um, so I'll just tell you what it is. Uh, the SEC, uh, according to language in the Wall Street Reform Act, which I call the Federal Reserve uh, Empowerment Act, will no longer uh, have to disclose information publicly, even uh, under a freedom of information request. <laughs> Which is the, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, listen to it. Yeah, here's the story. Yeah, even if there's a Freedom of Information Act request, the SEC will no longer have to comply with making information we public. We for you a Fox Business exclusive. Exclusive, exclusive. President Obama hailed the new... <sighs> this is where uh, you're supposed to say, Make clips! It's, Make clips. It's stuck. It's stupid. Oh, Fox, what are you doing? All right. Anyway, just take it from me. Uh, so they they no longer um, have to disclose information publicly. It's great. Yeah, that's great. And uh, while we're at it, I might as well just tell you, if you uh, actually have the document, you can download it. You know, this stuff is public, and since uh, your representatives are voting on it, you might just want to check it out from time to time. Uh, page 373, page 374 is uh, where literally a uh, carbon trading platform is uh, mentioned. Oh, really? Sure. Um, here it is. Uh, they just can't get off of this. They just got to do this carbon yeah. trading Including thing. recommendations for the oversight of existing and prospective carbon markets to ensure an efficient, secure, and transparent carbon market, including oversight of spot markets and derivative markets. Oh, it's not just a carbon trading market. It's a carbon derivative trading market. My computer well, is... can leverage the John, hold on a second. My computer just froze. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wait, are we back? We're playing Fox Clips. Hold on. <laughs> We're playing Fox Clips and the computer froze. I hope the stream was still out there. We're back. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, so. It, by the way, the Bloomberg yeah, the machine that you run it on anyway. Yeah, the Bloomberg iPhone app now yeah. has the uh, the Chicago Carbon Exchange as one of the commodities listed in it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's happening. No matter no matter what, no matter what we no. say or do, no matter what the public thinks, no matter what, which by the way is just amounts to another tax. This carbon crap is going to continue on its merry way, and we're just going to, you know, we're, why don't they just come over right now? And take my testicles. And just, you know, <laughs> reach in my pockets and take every cent they can find. I'm not going to have any money left. <laughs> That's right. Well, maybe if we, uh, if we get a lot of people to buy uh, No Agenda challenge, co- challenge Coins, we'll get through it. Yeah, at least we can encourage more drinking. Oh, jeez. Binge drinking is now uh, big on the radar. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It it, it it's it's just been everyone's talking about binge drinking, binge drinking, New York Times, set teen sex, binge drinking, obesity. Now it's all all in one. And uh although I was quite happy to see that the Mothers Against Drunk Driving charity has now been downgraded to a D rating from the American Institute of Philanthropy. These are some of the people behind all of this lunacy, by the way. You know, it used to be... Yeah, but great PR. Yeah, it used to be a pretty good idea, you know. It's like, yeah, we don't want people uh, driving around drunk and killing our kids, but now they're just against... They don't want you to drink it at all. They don't want you to drink at all. According to the uh, AIP, uh, it should cost most charities $35 or less to raise $100. In some years, Mothers Against Drunk Driving has spent nearly double that amount... Um, in 2008, Mothers Against Drunk Driving spent almost $30 million on salaries and fundraising, leaving just one-third of its budget available for charitable work and victim services. This is, this is bad. Yeah. This is very, very that bad. That is bad. Yeah. Very, very bad. Well, I think we should maybe do some char- fundraising of our own right now. That would be a very good idea, actually. So uh, I want to mention that the, our show is uh, 100% user-supported, uh, listener-supported, uh, produced and financed by you, the listener. And if you haven't uh, donated something, I wish you would because uh, we uh, summer has been very grim. But let's give, and, thank a few people who did. Isaac Yang in Toronto, Ontario, uh, $133.32. Hey, John and Adam, not much of a donation, but it's a start. I'm starting a monthly donation next month. I have two projects I, that I can use some karma with. And to show a little appreciation to your show, I, not to mention I don't want to stay a douchebag. <laughs> Well, okay. you know, I, I, I guess since the donation is in... You've been de-douched. That's that little thing at the end that gets me. Herbert uh, Harms uh, from Great Bend, Kansas. Uh, John and Adam, $100. He gave us 100 bucks. He loves the show. He's listened to every episode and has enjoyed watching the show evolve. Uh, maybe you should send us an outline of how it evolves so we can understand it ourselves. I'm a graduate student in electrical engineering at Princeton. So he's obviously not living in Great Bend at the moment. And appreciate the time you put into finding news stories. I don't have time to search out myself. Some of your conclusions may be a stretch. Huh. But it's interesting all the same as you say, well, he's going to Princeton. I mean, he's going to be thinking, you know, I mean, he must be scrambling his brain. Yeah. Uh, as you say, value for value. So I'm making a second donation to the show. I'm a huge fan of French wine and recently picked up a couple of bottles of 2007 Cote de Rhone. John's suggestions, they're fantastic. By the way, if you can find the, the Delos, 
D-E-L-A-S, which I think has been taken over by some huge conglomerate, and they got nothing but money. They're throwing it into the wine. It's, you get a heck of a deal. Uh, Jeremy Bray in Pueblo, Colorado, 75 bucks, donating $75 in honor of Adam's appearance on this week's episode of the Global Geek News Podcast, episode 75. You were on the Geek? Yes, I, yes Geek. I was. I did that on uh, uh, Tuesday. Yeah, okay, Tuesday. Good. Yeah, no, it, it was uh, it was it was fun. I actually streamed it live at uh, No Agenda Stream, and this Friday I will be on uh, Computer America, which is uh, that's a, that's actually on radio stations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've been on Computer America. A couple is it good? Times. Is it a good show? It's not bad. It's, it has its it's paced like a classic radio show. Uh, Lots of commercials. You know, very professional, lots of commercials, not, you know, and which is the, you know, the problem, especially with today's radio where you have about half and half or more. You're going to see my frustration with that. I'm sure we're going to hear it when I'm, I'm doing the whole show, like two hours. I'm just hanging out as like a, like a, a guest. Oh yeah. Uh, be, you'll, you'll be, that means you'll be, <laughs> get, get a total of, let's see, 12 minutes airtime. Yeah, exactly. Two hours. <laughs> right. This was great. I didn't have to do anything. Normally I'm tired after a two hour show. I'm just sitting back, rolling up my tobacco. Listening to ads. <laughs> Listening to ads. Right. Jason Price, McLeod Hill, New Brunswick, Canada, 50 double nickels on the dime. Hey guys, love the show. I've been listening close to two years. Figured I'd buy myself a birthday present with value for value. July 27th uh, is the day. So this will be, be on the show the day after i guess he has a uh, birthday i think it's on the list is official dedouching uh, even though i have helped in the past by sending in articles and comments i'd like to note that i have started reading oh jeez. anyway atlas shrugged <laughs> i won't play the jingle just for you baby Strug, shrugged, but at 68 hours, always been listening to Audible. <laughs> Not sure I have enough time to finish it by, the, by any time soon. So he's never going to get through the book. You know, the, uh, um, actually, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, there's another book I think I probably should have read uh, by, what is it, Ad- Adolphus Huxley? What's his name? Algis. Al- yeah, Aldous Huxley. Yeah. What's the name yeah, of the Brave book? New World. Brave New World. I'm hearing from you a lot of... you never read that? No, and I'm hearing from a lot wow. of people that were much closer to what he predicted than uh, George Orwell, for instance, in 1984, that, that we're much closer to a, a society that doesn't care because we're too wrapped up with entertainment and... And drugs. And, uh, yes, uh, basically so, television uh, but, and dope. But a note to our entertainment and uh, book club uh, websites. Uh, websites. Algis Huxley's uh, Brave, Brave New, New World, World. Is to be on there. I'm reading it now. I got it on my iPhone. It's a very short book. You can read it in one sitting. It's, it's like when was it? When, when, was it uh, when was it written? 30s. Uh-huh. It Late twenties, co- early middle middle thirties, really? something like that. And I, I, Apple still charged me two dollars and ninety nine cents for it. Hmm. It's a public domain book. I think you can get it free. I think oh, I could they, be wrong. They made a nice cover. <laughs> Just want to make a number of uh, also call out to dui help dot com. Barry Wilson and OKC Defensive Tactics who are still on the no agenda uh, knighthood layaway uh, track. Um, so we want to thank everybody. Go to noagendashow.com. Go to dvorak.org slash NA or channeldvorak.com slash NA to donate. We really would appreciate it so we can get out of this summer doldrums uh, with some uh, money in the bank so we can. Oops, wrong one. Sorry. So first, uh, the belated birthday to Jason Price, who uh, also hit us up with Double Nickels and the Dime. Thank you very much. His birthday was on the 27th. Happy birthday to Night Maj, or Night Mage, from his wife, uh, Donina, Doniana, 
There you go. Doniana. Even after 17 years, she says, I can't find a better man. Uh, happy birthday to Joshua van der Horst, born on the 30th of June, a potential new knight, as I'm uh, told here by his uh, dad. And a shout-out to uh, one of our female listeners, one of the few, hopefully to be on our calendar soon. Uh, Shayna turns the big 4-0 today. Happy birthday to all of you from Adam and John. And the entire staff and management of the No Agenda show. And uh, as John correctly pointed out, uh, it's a whole new way. It is the it is what uh, our <laughs> it's what our national treasure actually used to be. Really, listener uh, supported. Meanwhile, um, if you're in the market for a job, uh, NPR is looking for a director of corporate sponsorship who will be based in Los Angeles, will coach and manage a team of representatives who secure corporate sponsorship for NPR on-air and digital programming. And, uh, and this is how it works. This is the NPM. It's a subsidiary of NPR. It's co-owned by NPR, PBS, WGBH in Boston. NPM represents sponsorship opportunities in five lines of business, John. Can you guess what they are? Uh, corrupt politics is one. <laughs> Network radio, spot radio, spot television, network television, and the digital platforms of NPR.org and PBS.org. Oh, you can't possibly be reading from a, an actual posting because those, that, sounds like you're, that sounds like the exact same job you'd have at CBS. Or Clear Channel. It's, that's yes. exactly what it is. Candidates should have a minimum of 10 years experience in national media sales and sales management with a proven track record of success in sales management as evidenced by numerical goal achievement, high retention of accounts, new business generation, established relationships with corporate and agency officials. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Explain this to me. Now, with this kind of thing going on, why are they asking for listener donations? Why doesn't NBC ask for listener donations when you watch a, the, you know, one of their dramas? That's next. <laughs> Could be. So they are, uh, they're commercial. Let's just face it. They're commercial, and when you have commercial interest, then you can't cover news properly. And that's why we refuse to do it, um, and we believe that there is a better way. We're just looking for value for value. Uh, yeah, and who wants con- to listen to a bunch of ads anyway? Consider us. And uh, we still have tickets for the mothership. When's the next mailing go out, John? Uh, it's going out probably uh, Tuesday. Okay, so that's uh, boarding passes uh, to the mothership which will whisk you away, only 1,000 seats available, uh, actually uh, 998, because John and I, of course, uh, have to board. And uh, I don't know. I may stay back. <laughs> you just put on the track suit and lay down on bed. <laughs> just don't take me. I want to stay. <laughs> Good. We had now have 999 uh, seats available on the mothership. Uh, you can see that uh, special program also at Dvorak.org slash N.A., channeldevorak.com slash na and uh, links to it uh, from noagendashow.com which is where we also have all of our show notes please hook a brother up and the show notes are worth the price of admission to this operation yeah we got a lot today it's actually uh, it's quite extensive uh i would have to say the uh, the oil cabal although we don't have to go through everything because now now it's just getting ridiculous i mean just absolutely ridiculous with all of the, you know, uh, so the the CEO stepped down. Yeah, and, with, the goal, uh, with like twenty two million in the in his pocket or something like that. Well, so, luck, but, well luckily now, um, so of course BP reported their uh, two thousand ten second quarter results. Now remember, 
and I, 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 I laughed at this $30 billion escrow account. It's not a fund, okay? It's not a, it's, it's an escrow account. The money, by the way, has not been transferred. There was a whole, I didn't even have time to pull clips from this 15 hour uh, session in, uh, on the Hill <coughs> where <coughs> Feinberg is saying, well, the money hasn't been deposited. And, you know, oh, everyone wants to know what bank it's going to be deposited in. Uh, shouldn't it go to small banks? Yeah, guess who it's going to? It's going to go to Goldman and Citibank. It's, it's not going to be deposited anywhere in some small bank. But uh, because they wrote off $33 billion in, uh, in the past quarter, um, they pay less taxes. In fact, it's about a $10 billion tax break they get. Coincidentally, and this is what slayed me, this is what we're, oh, this makes sense. Uh, this is from their own uh, uh, press release. Uh, the company uh, stresses its strong underlying financial position. Revenue for the quarter was up 34% to $75.8 billion. So revenue up, taxes down. Yeah, revenue up, taxes down. It's a no great, profits, it's of course, a great reason, system. It's, it's, yeah, it's the way it works. It's so incredibly smart. And now we're starting to see the media getting suckered into the uh, into covering the uh, with a new meme. Of course, you know you have to remember, and we've talked about this on the show before. We'll talk about it again. BP dropped, I think, what was it, thirty to sixty million into public relations. What was the number? Do we, do well, we well, in? they won't disclose it. In fact. Uh, I saw a congresswoman uh, bitching about that. She said, I, by the way, I, I should I should have gotten clips because the 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 guy who was what do they call that the chairman who was leading this session uh, you you probably know who he is. <laughs> you never see him on screen. All you hear is without without objection. He sounds black and he sounds like he like he's messed up. So it's like he's in the he's in the yeah. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about? To the wind. No, do you know, I don't know who you're talking about. But oh. there's a lot of a lot of these guys are wasted. He is that, they sounded like he was wasted, and yeah, I couldn't understand wasted. the word they're, he was saying. They went out to these big lunches with these lobbyists, <laughs> and they you know, or some other scam. They have to do it in some special way now. They can't just do the old fashioned way. Yeah. And they get plastered, and then they come back to do one of these sessions, and they're just like three sheets to the wind. It's 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 ludicrous. I mean, literally, sometimes. it's like you know, uh, can we uh, can we have unanimous consent that uh, Congress should be able to force BP to disclose how much money they've spent on uh, uh, marketing their image. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, it's like, oh, okay. So uh, I did get one clip, uh, and this is a follow-on from the clip I played on Sunday from this engineer uh, who talks about the blowout preventer alarm being disabled. Uh, and we know what, now we know why, John. We know why. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but well, you told, I think we knew why last week. No, 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 no. The, no, there's an actual reason. There's a real reason not to just not to wake people up? Yeah, there's a reason. Okay. Uh, here it comes. Hold on. For three to four months, we've had problems with this computer simply locking up. I get what we... they. We even coined a term, the blue screen of death, because it would just turn to a blue screen. You would have no no data coming through. <laughs> they coined a term? Well, you know. What dream world is this guy living in? Well, we coined the term. Well, the guy is in a, I mean, he, he's an engineer, right? So, you yeah. know, he doesn't know that. But, but we, the, so, so what do you think uh, this blue screen of death comes from? 
It comes from, obviously, it comes from some bootleg version of Windows that they're running. Well, listen. Or God knows. Inside the doghouse, there's also a B chair. There's actually three chairs total, A, B, and C. I'm, I'm not sure. I thought he said beach chair first. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But it's actually, it's a B chair, whatever that B. is. And C is located in the assistant driller shack, which is, I don't know, some short distance away on the other side of the drill floor. We had ordered replacement hard drives uh, from the manufacturer. Wait for it. We had actually ordered an entire new system. Uh, new computers, new servers, new everything to upgrade it from the very obsolete operating system that it was using. Uh, the, those computers were actually using Windows NT. <laughs> That's pretty old. <laughs> That's from like 1994. <laughs> well, NT, I think, came out around 97. But uh, it came out before the year 2000, that's for sure. So they're using an old clunky machine that was crashing a lot. <laughs> Blue screen of death. It's just funny. I mean, you can't write this. You can't. Um, interior so we can now, so, so, the, so the, by the way, the media has not reported this. You picked this up off of C-SPAN, right? Yes. Yeah, which is, by the way, people out there should realize this is what we do. Uh, and I want to just say this. It's like, so essentially, Microsoft is the is the party responsible for the the yes. Gulf oil blowout and spill. Yes, go, go, let's throw Steve Ballmer in the brig. <laughs> Jeez. Um, SEC investigating trading of BP shares after the Gulf explosion. This, of course, reeks of a nine eleven airline uh, option scandal. Um, right, which was never resolved that I know of. Well, no, all the documentation was, uh, well, you know where it was, John. WTC7 won't go away. That was all conveniently located uh, with the SEC in uh, World Trade Center 7. So, of course, that was lost. But now the SEC, of course, uh, no longer has to disclose the documentation because they just put that into uh, into the Wall Street reform bill. So we'll never know. And they don't have to disclose it. They'll find out. They'll uh, go up to, hey, Vinny, hey, man, you, you were screwing around with them options. You better give me some. Uh, put a cap in your ass. And uh, more leaks found on the Gulf Coast. Uh, some <laughs> some ship ran into a well and knocked its cap off. It's just it's like whatever. The whole, the, I think this whole thing is to kill everybody. Just, just, kill just kill everybody. Got them. Get them out of the Gulf Coast. Just kill them all. And, and by I the way, like to re, I mean, I'm sure the Gulf Coast would. They, you know, they probably do these studies. They know that there's not going to be another hurricane that's going to whack them for another few years. And it would be a nice place to redevelop. Well, yeah, uh, totally. And, and, and get if, the Clintons down there with their hotel buddies, and they can take that whole coastline over. And riddle me put this: some casinos in. <laughs> yeah, it's conveniently. It's it's only a hop, skip, and a jump to Haiti. Uh, riddle me this. I'm reading reports everywhere that this corrects it. Corrects it? Corrects it? Yeah, corrects it. This uh, dispersant that's being sprayed by Evergreen Air. You might want to Google them. Evergreen Air. Uh, strong evidence of ties to the CIA with those guys. Uh, they are the uh, the crop dusters of record. Uh, lots of stories popping up that uh, the oil actually, that microbes in the water actually eat the oil, and you don't even need corrects it. Do you know anything about this, John? Well, there's been, yeah, I mean, there are microbes in the, uh, 
in the ocean that eat oil. Um, I don't think they can eat that much that quickly, so I think that's what they need the dispersant They're for. They're not hungry. They're not hungry enough. <laughs> They're not hungry. They're not that hungry. Hey, you know, it's a banquet. Yeah. Anyway, th- I think the correction is is eventually killing people. That's uh, I, It just doesn't yeah, feel like... It's eh. a possibility. Oh, it's been banned in the United gonna, Kingdom. I'm not going to say this. This stuff can't be good. Well, it's been banned in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's just hit some. Uh... And now back to real news. Evidence is mounting. Well, actually, I should read it the other way around. Uh, Radar Online continues to release Mel Gibson tapes, and I just, I just, I just got to get <laughs> how back many on it. how much tapes do they have of this guy? Well, it's, you know, and I think they should have a Mel Gibson uh, voice generator now, and just anyone can make up. <laughs> Ooh, this that's stuff. a great iPhone app. I like it. It is. That'd be a great iPhone app. Um, Bob said every word in the dictionary by now. So uh, I was hoping you would have picked this up on Entertainment Tonight because I didn't hear it, but I, I, um, I did hear from uh, one of our producers, Patrick from Connecticut. Uh, E.T. played a clip of Mel Gibson ranting on and on, then saying, "It's not the nicotine," and they announced that Mel was on a patch. So I'm, I'm just got to tell you, I've been talking to more and more people about this. Uh, that uh, I truly believe he's on Chantix. Uh, WebMD now reports stop smoking aid Chantix sparks safety concerns. Researchers focus on 26 reports of Chantix and uh, aggression or violence. Drugmaker says no cause-effect evidence exists. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, that's fine. They so, can say whatever they want. So, Our listeners will not use the stuff, and yeah. I think they were doing them a favor. And, that, and we've that saved lives. We've they, saved lives. People have stopped using it because of the show. A visit to Dvorak.org uh, slash NA will uh, be the thank you, all the thank you we need. Yes. I have a uh, kind of a real, a real uh, news story. Do you need the jingle? No, you already played it. Okay. Uh, so I'm listening to our, the uh, the beta test site uh, where every, where new ideas are are, are exposed. The Joy Behar show, <laughs> right? The the beta test for the the New World Order uh, Ministry of Truth. Yeah. So she so a cut there. So she's doing an interview with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh. Good. And who's actually quite funny? And that, here's the way. Now I want here's you. I want to play the whole thing because it's it's hilarious. It starts off first of all though with Behar throwing in uh, to the pot. Does this mean you uh, don't want me to interrupt the clip? No, you can interrupt it okay. as you go. Sure, right, good. I'm just saying. I just we got to play. Be yeah. judicious. <laughs> she uh, <coughs> she first thing she does is she throws out the meme that Al Gore, who's you know obviously was being exposed as a, as a pervert. Um, yeah, get a load of this or whatever it was he says. <laughs> Take care of this. Take care of this. <laughs> so um, she says it's bogus. Oh, <laughs> it really? Happen. It didn't happen. It's not it's true. Bull. They're lying about Al. Al and right. then she says, she did this. I'm going to give you the assertions and you can pick up how the way she does it. And then she says that the, for one thing, this massage thing is bull because he never went to a massage parlor. Of course, it was he, they came to him. Right. Uh, and she says that, that this doesn't go on anyway. This happy ending thing is some sort of what? myth. What? What? A myth? Ever read Craigslist? She says a myth. And then so then Jennifer Love Hewitt reveals that she knows a guy who actually did go to a massage parlor where there's a happy ending. And Behar goes, No, you're kidding. She goes, She's actually making, you can barely hear it, but she goes, Really? She's like, Now she's flabbergasted. (laughs) 
And so then it goes into this thing about oral sex. Awesome. So what is what is the mean? What is the beta test? It becomes very clear that Joy Behar doesn't, obviously, I don't know who dates her, but probably nobody. If you listen to this, you'll know why. <laughs> and meanwhile, Love Hewitt has got all these, you know, she's got like, you know, the oral sex to her is something that has to be under some circumstance, you know, like a special occasion. These, <laughs> these crazy men, that's all they want. The whole clip is just like an eye roller from beginning to end. You know what this is, John? This is going to be outlawed. That's what this has got to be. Well, let's listen. I, I, I'm I, without having heard the clip. Blowjobs will be illegal in Gitmo Nation. You watch. Oh, Al Gore was recently. Uh, they've been talking about Al Gore. I know being with the masseuse. I know. Uh, and then having a happy ending, a happy which ending. a lot of people, by the way, people uh, in the know say it's a bunch of baloney. That story. People can write anything they want. He never even went for a massage. Yeah. But the massage <laughs> therapists are having a are not happy with that particular image. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a big deal because there are you know there are places. I mean, I, I definitely have guy friends who have have frequented places where there is you know the happy ending aspect. Really? But it's but it's, they have. <laughs> To stay very quiet about it, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I go to a place to get a massage every once in a while. No one ever has given me any happy endings. <laughs> <laughs> they just say that'll be 140 bucks, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. But for 140 bucks, you should have gotten a happy ending. I know no they don't. Do- what? I mean, geez, Louise. But for girls, why? Why? Well, because. Oh, do we even have to answer that question? It gets worse. I know they don't do it for girls. Why? Why are girls know, because men are the ones who thing. want these yeah, things. That's true. You've been I watching. You've been that. listening to the Mel Gibson tapes. I know. His obsession with oral sex. It's outrageous. I know. And then burning the house down if he doesn't yeah, get it. That's a bit much. <laughs> I, you know, I was saying to them. <laughs> I think I've actually said it. You better blow me now or I'm burning the house down. You've said that, John. Come on. We all say that, don't we? Like, that's what guys do. It's about time, yeah? <laughs> wow. And also, he wakes her up to get one. I know, it was just so rude. Like, you're so sleeping. <laughs> I mean, you if know, anybody you... ever did that to me while I was there, I'd burn their house down. I'd be like, please, do not wake me. I'm sleeping. I'm not a good, like, kind person when somebody wakes me, me up. And for that, like, I, for oh, that. yeah, let me roll over for that. That's like, no, no. That's a, no, you have to be very awake and, and aware also, of what's isn't happening. Isn't that something that is only for special occasions? I was trying to explain yes, to this birthday that it's only for Jewish holidays, birthdays, <laughs> maybe Christmas. Christmas, yes, that's it. Yeah, it's like, and not every calendar holiday. No, they try that. And no, not Halloween. Not, no. For example, I wouldn't do it. Who then. would do that on Halloween? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in costumes, though, it might be kind of oh, kicky. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps. Okay, yes. So, um, <laughs> I, I'm actually saddened by this clip now, John. You've you've actually made me very sad. Because uh, this being the beta test show where these things are rolled out, uh, Joy Behar is essentially propagating a meme uh, that is apparently the only way women can now feel on par with men is to withhold oral sex for special occasions or when you do something good like take out the garbage without being asked or something. It's, it's, it's incredibly sexist, incredibly lame, and sad. Oh yeah, no. I thought the thing was kind of sick, but the uh, they were going on and on about it. I mean, uh, the uh, 
Jennifer Love Hewitt was was she was catching a lot of laughs, so she was kind of playing. Yeah, but it's it the, up crew a that's, uh, the, the crew that's yeah, no, the crew is, is cracking up. To laugh. And, you know, yeah, but the whole thing, well, yeah, and but cracking up the crew is always fun. But the fact of the matter is, Behar is dead serious. She obviously is not into anything like that, and never would be. And, you know, Jewish holidays, she says maybe. And she's Italian. And, I, I thought she was Jewish, but she's Italian, turns out. Well, what's she maybe, doing? In the, what's she giving? I don't know. I don't know why, but I remember saying, I, I remember we talked about her, and I thought she was Jewish, and then someone corrected me saying she's Italian. Italian-American. Well, maybe she's Italian-Jewish. Whatever the case is. The, the, whole, the whole thing was, uh, was ridiculous. And the, uh, the bringing Mel Gibson into it, you know, as another slam against that guy. Now, on the same token, what, what, what this, now that you mention it, there may be, that may be the test for a meme to, you know, because there, there is a thing going on in the country ever since Bill Clinton got his uh, blowjob from Monica and then said that's not sex. There's been a... Uh, uh, no, it's not sexual relations. Well, he also said that wasn't sex. It became very clear that, that as far as he was concerned, sex is not... That depends sex. on how you define the word is. <laughs> so the, what happened is we, had an, we have an epidemic of teenage oral sex that occurred. Yeah, yes, excellent. That began after this, the, the, the Clinton faux pas. Leading an army of girls. Because the president does set the moral tone for the country, and that's just the way it's always been. And so if he says it's not sex and it's okay, then all the kids are starting to have oral <laughs> sex. And so now the, we've got to somehow stop this. So let's find some way to get some other memes in there, if we can do it, uh, and make it so oral sex. You're going right. to see Obama. Yeah, come out with something against oral sex, and you're going to also see the right wing do some some crazy stuff. And I do have one story, uh, and I think you're right on when you say this is a movement. This phony homosexual story, which is a nothing to see here story that's showing up on Fox about some very attractive co-ed who uh, is going to some school in Georgia. And she refuses to change her attitude about homosexual marriage. She doesn't believe in it. And, you know, just basically a, a clone of that Carrie Pregene woman from California who, you know, decided to kind of make a name for herself by saying that she doesn't, she thinks that marriage should be to, between a man and a woman. I don't believe in homosexual marriage. And that was that. And now she's, you know, excoriated by the left. This same thing is going on now in Georgia. Now, the joke of this isn't readily apparent except to me. But play the play the phony, You're so intelligent. Play the phony homosexual story for as long as you can take it. It's a long clip. You don't have to play the whole thing. You just get the, the feeling for it. In the back of the book segment tonight, a troubling situation on the campus of Augusta State University in Georgia. Twenty four year old Jennifer uh, This is Behar again? No, this is sounds uh, like Behar. Uh, uh, what's her name? The uh, uh, Laura Ingram oh, substitute for right. O'Reilly. Yeah, right. Okay. Keaton is a graduate student studying to be a school counselor. Now she's suing the university, claiming they're trying to kick her out of the master's program unless she changes her position on homosexuality. According to the lawsuit, Augusta State thinks Jennifer's Christian beliefs are unethical and that they're incompatible with the codes of ethics and counseling in the entire profession. Joining us now from Nashville is Jennifer's attorney, David French of the Alliance Defense Fund. Okay, David, uh, try to try to 
really clarify this for me? Because what I understand from what I've read is that uh, her statements, that things she said, I guess, to friends and other things she said about, about gay issues, is in direct conflict with what is written in the Code of Ethics at the school. And, and, and she has to adhere to that Code of Ethics, right? So to play devil's advocate here, you know, isn't, isn't she bound by that? And she knew that when she went into this program. Oh, it's absolutely not in direct conflict with the Code of Ethics. In fact, the Code of Ethics prohibits religious discrimination. And if I've ever seen religious discrimination, telling a Christian student she has to change her beliefs or she'll be expelled from a program, that is religious discrimination. The Code of Ethics prohibits imposing values, and they're telling her she has to change her beliefs or she's gone. That's imposing values. If there's any ethical problem here, it's on the part of the university, not to mention the concept constitutional problem of putting someone through a thought reform program merely because they express their religious beliefs in that exists a thought reform program no this whole thing now you don't have to play anymore this long clip it goes on for days uh, let me just bring up an interesting point uh, georgia is the only state that i know of that actually is homosexuality is illegal Right. Georgia, it's illegal to have anal sex, homosexual or otherwise. Georgia, it's illegal <laughs> on, to me, have me, oral sex. I'm going to write down a memo. Yeah, do not. Georgia, visit it's Georgia. illegal to have oral sex in Georgia. I told you this. It, it, it's going to be outlawed. Well, they've had this law in the book since. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It, there's like, all kinds of stuff illegal like. But that. the point is, is that this whole thing—that's the elephant in the room when it comes to the school and the whole thing. There's something phony about this story, and it reeks to high heaven. That's all, and that's all I know. Isn't it? But the right is trying to play it up as all oh, this poor beleaguered Christian woman who is, by the way, gorgeous. Uh, you know, that helps. Uh, is, you know, trying to. She's, she's going to be on talk shows. You're going to start mm-hmm. seeing her. She's being played. It's, it's, it's It'll be anti blowjob. The anti blowjob bill. Yeah, anti blowjob. You watch the anti blowjob bill. It's coming. It's a coming. It's a coming. Get your blowjobs now. Get them in now. Get them while you can. Get them get while you can. <laughs> nice. Hey, an unfortunate, uh, what, what I'm deeming two to the head here in Los Angeles, is a very famous doctor um, known as the walking man. And uh, this is a, a Mark Abrams, uh, known as the walking man, because he uh, walks shirtless around Silver Lake, reading his newspaper. I mean, they actually have, like, graffiti of this guy, you know, like wall art. And everyone knows him. And uh, he was found dead. Uh, now, uh, and I'll tell you how he died in a moment. Uh, but at the time of his death, Abrams was under investigation for prescribing drugs to a 25-year-old patient who died of an overdose. So, uh, obviously, there, and I haven't looked into the story. It's, you can't find stuff on Google when he's like, so someone dies, and then you want to find the backstory about being under investigation, and you can't. There's like 100 million hits of the guy died. Yeah. And how did he die? He was found in his jacuzzi with the jacuzzi lid pulled over the jacuzzi. <laughs> no suicide note found, but he killed himself. Yeah, that's, it's very easy to do. You just get your jacuzzi <laughs> because that's the place to do it, and then you pull the lid on yourself. <laughs> what is idiotic? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> just, okay, okay, sure. I'm sure that's what it was. Thanks to uh, producer Yvonne. Yvonne. 
On the latest No Agenda show, you mentioned aspartame, its supposed addictive qualities. I, I got to stay on this because this stuff is now in everything and it's really, really bad. I'd like to draw your attention to the mechanism by which this would occur. Aspartame contains uh, phenyl... Oh, help me, John. I can't... I, no, that one is a tough one. I'm not going to Phenylalanine? I'd have to look it over and say it a few times. It's an amino acid that occurs naturally in the human body and gets a vital precursor for tyrosine, indirectly for the catecholamine neurotransmitters, <laughs> dopamine, and norofferferferine. <laughs> These are two of the. It's like a comedy show. It is. These are two of the key neurotransmitters which are affected in the effects of addictive drugs such as cocaine, amphetamine, and methamphetamine. Dependence and addiction are intrinsically tied to these chemicals. In the case of those drugs, I have long suspected that aspartame possesses, uh, possesses addictive qualities because of this nature. Glad to see some uh, attention being given to it, and uh, I'm going to try and uh, parse this out some more. I guess he's uh, he's a doctor. We have a lot of these people who uh, listen to the show. Yeah. Uh, so, but but this is definitely not good stuff, and uh, you'd need to be on the lookout for this uh, this crap in your food. And yeah. Mean, meanwhile, it also d- d- inhibits this normal. Uh, I'm I'm full. Uh, apparently, there's a, you know you have this satiation that takes place. Your brain says, "Oh, you're full. Don't eat anymore." This apparently right. you don't pushes that back. Yeah, you don't so want to eat. So yeah, it's a diet food that makes <laughs> you hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, meanwhile, uh, here in, uh, Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California, IA, actual raids with drawn gun, uh, with, with gr- guns drawn on, uh, raw food outfits. And there's, uh, the, yeah, you got to gun down them, uh, them, them guys who grow raw food. With no warning, one weekday morning, investigators entered an organic grocery with a search warrant and ordered the hemp-clad workers, let's just put that in, to put down their buckets of mashed coconut cream and step away from the nuts. (laughs) 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 Then, guns drawn, four officers fanned out. This is well written. This is the L.A. Times. Four officers fanned out across Rossum Foods in Venice, skirting past the arugula, peering under the crates of zucchini. They found the raid's target inside a walk-in refrigerator, unmarked jugs of raw milk. Yeah, the, the, the battle against raw milk it's, never ends. It's getting pretty outrageous. Well, it's those big farms. It's the raw milk thing is, is you know... By the way, it's all we drink in Washington. We have a... You, well, Derek, you're going to get arrested, my friend. The, well, no, he's got the license. Everything seems fine. Ah. The place is spotless, but they're ah. always trying to blame him for stuff. I mean, it's ridiculous. I forgot one th- uh, clip I wanted to play about uh, binge drinking, this being the meme. Because, again, binge drinking is, by the way, related to oral sex. Plenty of uh, links. Uh, if New York Times actually says this that adolescents are getting into oral sex because of binge drinking. But there's a fix for it, John. Oh, yes. And I'd like to play this from KTVI um, from uh, St. Louis, uh, where we have a a fine uh, report on binge drinking and how horrible it is. And the report, I mean, it starts within one second. You're already like, oh, my God, how is this possible? How can this actually be on uh, on television? Uh, Particularly this guy, this uh, jabroni they brought in. And here, and I'm stalling. At home organization. Oh, let's do a let's do a 15 second pre roll. SunshineDrapery.com. What's yeah. the name of the reporter? He may be a freelancer that's actually working for somebody else. Um. Call three one four 
Doesn't say. Let's see. Maybe maybe it's at the beginning of the report. Binge drinking is on the rise. That's according to a new study looking at America's drinking habits. And uh, this trend seems to be consistent for all adults. Uh, binge drinking is consuming five or more drinks in one day. And we've got Percy Menzies. He is the president of the Assisted Recovery Center. How does that work? Five or more is binge drinking? <laughs> if you take binge? a bottle of scotch and then chug it, I think that's kind of binge drinking. Five or more in a whole day is binge drinking? No, 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 no. It's a unique clinic in Chesterfield and also the city of St. Louis listen, that listen treats alcoholism says. and drug abuse through a proven non-addictive drug therapy called Vivitrol. Oh, did you hear that? A proven non-addictive drug therapy called Vivitol. Can you look that up, Vivitol? I thought it was Vivitrol, but Vivitol. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. I'll listen again what he says. Nick in Chesterfield and also the city of St. Louis that treats alcoholism and drug abuse through a proven non-addictive drug therapy called Vivitrol. Yeah, Vivitrol. Percy, thanks for coming in again. Thank you for inviting me. Are you surprised by this, or do you say, you know, usually when, when the economy is bad, people do look for a crutch? It's very common because people have so much time at hand. And boredom and loneliness gets them to start using <laughs> drugs or alcohol. Alcohol is the easiest because all you do is grab a six-pack or a bottle and start with that. Yeah. So you see a very... <laughs> <laughs> <is> this clown? <laughs> it is easy because all they do is grab a six-pack or a bottle and they start. I, uh, typically, I start to masturbate when I'm bored and lonely. But no, some people are actually uh, drinking. It's a disturbing trend now. If you look at uh, studies... Less and less people are going to restaurants or they're going to bars because they cannot afford it. Mm-hmm. But they are going buying cheap, cheap liquor and drinking at home. And, and you, you were even hearing some of these uh, wineries are, are shutting down cheap. because of... Absolutely. Cheap liquor. Cheap liquor. Cheap liquor. And drinking it at home, you stupid slaves. You've got to go to an expensive restaurant and buy something expensive. We're going to jack up the prices on your cheap liquor. There was a story yesterday saying that wines over $10 a bottle are in real trouble because people are buying very cheap liquor. That's how they try. Uh, d- does that corroborate with your studies, no, John? No, it's bogus. I mean, that's what I mean. It's like studies, studies, lots of studies. Oh, the science is in. Oh, lots and lots and lots I, of I studies. Science! science! I track this. So there's a there's a uh, newsletter that comes out that, that uh, I don't track it. They track it, and I it's not just bogus. It's just a lie. Just lies. It's lies. lies. To save money, but what they're doing is destroying then hurting themselves as they do this. So what do you, at Assisted Recovery Centers of America? What do you do? You talk about Vivitrol and also the therapy that goes with it. Yeah, we you know we talk about treatment of alcoholism, particularly telling them that you know if you have this problem. Do not just say, I can do it on my own, I can get well. We try to get them into treatment as quickly as possible, get them back to work, literally within a day or two. But they have to come for therapy, they take the medication. Oh, it's a, it's a vaccine. John, I swear to God, they're showing a vac- vaccination. They're showing a needle being stuck in someone's arm with a Vivitrol. Yeah. Yeah, I'm reading about it now. It's because when they're also drinking, there may be issues with anxiety, depression, or other issues, and you need to treat both symptoms simultaneously. Well, as the economy was failing, you opened up a second location in Chesterfield, and you talk about timing. That's when you started seeing an increase. Yes, we have been seeing it for the last two years. So the increase is not only alcohol, but a huge increase in people addicted to pain medications like Vicodin, Oxycontin, and now heroin. Mm -hmm. Heroin is the major problem in the St. Louis metro area.
It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I have never. Yeah. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. How could that be with the opium production I've up? Never heard of such a thing. <laughs> I've seen this much. It's not just the people in the inner cities all over. It starts up with oxycodone or oxy or hydrocodone and then very quickly goes to heroin. Well, as far as any type of. De- <laughs> Yeah, overnight. Hey, Doc, can I get a prescription for some heroin? I need some no, heroin. I can't give you that. Well, let me go hit the streets. <laughs> it's only 10 bucks. It's nice and cheap. Just like your liquor. Dependency. Your advice is find a, a free high. Work out. Run. Do something that gets... Get blowjobs. It's the endorphins going in your system and get hooked on that rather than substance abuse. Because down the road, when the economy does co- recover and people are looking for jobs, they may have this, this monkey on their back. Absolutely. Because just because you start oh, doing it, don't despair. This is great. Because, you know, when you start looking for a job, you might have that monkey on your back. Yeah, this is about jobs now. <laughs> so many ways you can volunteer at either a city or at a you know non-profit group go to church go exercise of this beautiful weather now in the evenings run skate ah, I shut up i can't listen to him did you look up vivitrol yeah it's a relatively new product it is an injectable it was it was started off as a uh, actually he kind of mentions this as a uh, antidote to uh, it, it will keep you from having uh, withdrawal symptoms if you're on opiates but they, I guess somewhere along the line, they found uh, it was actually a very harmful product. But it seems to work well with the treatment of alcohol dependence. Mm. Not a, you know, in other words, somebody's I don't know what alcohol dependence is, but I guess these people have to drink. <laughs> what does a hit cost, and how often do you have to take I can't, it? I'm, I've been trying to find out how often you need it, mm. but it's. Uh, there's a lot of information here, so we're going to have to follow up on this. No, please do. There are indications that nel, it's nelrexone, naltrexone, which is the, uh, or naltrex one, I don't know, no, naltrexin, <laughs> might be beneficial in the treatment of impulse control disorders such as kleptomania <laughs> or pathological gambling. And you can take a shot for that. This is yeah. A, oh, excellent. <laughs> Clinical trials are on. This is going to be the next miracle drug. I, you can just see this coming down Broadway. Oh, yeah. And they're just testing the, testing the public. In St. Yeah. Louis. Clinical trials. Perfect. Middle America. Clinical trials are ongoing regarding the use of naltrexone <clears throat> in combination with another drug, bupropion, as a weight loss therapy. So that means everybody will be taking it. Uh, autism. Dr. Jack Pansep of Washington State University has conducted studies using naltrexone to treat patients with autism. He found that half of the autistic children treated with the drug became more social. So this thing is like a, this thing is a it's a, it's a, a, it's a miracle it's a drug, which is brew. Of I'm some sure sort. it wasn't made by Apple. It's magical. It's magical. It's magical. <laughs> so we'll look into this a little further because I'm sure that there's more than to this than just the simple story. I have a uh, lot. I have a lot of uh, links that I want everyone to check out under the heading science. 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 USA Today report. This is a great headline, John. Two thousands were warmest decade on record. Global oh, yeah. warming undeniable. Undeniable. The science is in. <laughs> Uh, you can tell John and I aren't big fans of uh, the science of global warming but there's some uh, good links in there Uh, particularly check out the seven eminent physicists skeptical of uh, man-made global warming oh those guys are they're maniacs yeah one of them is Esther Dyson's dad 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's the, a maniac. Probably the, one of the few geniuses walking the planet. Yeah, no, he's he's crazy. He had the sciences in. Uh, I have uh, one more fun clip, but maybe you want to do something before we uh, skedaddle? Yeah, I want to mention the one thing that's big news is breaking right now. Uh, students in the New Jersey School District will no longer be able to squeak by in class after the Morris County School Board approved dropping the D grade. What? <laughs> you can't fail anymore? Well, no, they think oh, you it's only C to F. Is that it? Yeah. Mm. You get a C or an F. I'm tired of kids coming to school and not learning and getting credit for it, said Superintendent Larry Reynolds in the Daily Record. What's wrong with the D grade? I mean, there is a possibility. I mean, well, they got to change it. No, not going to work. Well, let in me, other words, they're going to give anybody an F. Let's, uh, let's stay in uh, New Jersey then for a moment. Uh, there was a kid in... Trying to find out where it was. Flagler High School? Flagler. That's been in the news before. Really? Yeah, go on. And uh, so he uh, was unruly in class, refused to do his work, and uh, the principal then called in uh, the sheriff. A deputy sheriff came to the school, and uh, and the kid was like, what? 16-year-old kid. And uh, said, well, listen, kid, I'm going to take you out of this classroom. I mean, it used to be like the principal would pick you up by your ear. And uh, the kid was like struggled, and so we tased him. <laughs> yeah, we already talked about them tasting well, kids. This is why I bring it up, because on Sunday we said, watch, it's happening all over. It's already happening. Yeah, just come into school and bring yeah. the cops. Yeah. Hey, the kid's, uh, hey, okay, well, who, who's the first president of the United States? <laughs> Billy, what's, what's, give us the answer. I don't know. Okay, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> I'm going to tase you. I do want to give you the other side of that for a moment. Uh, one of our producers dialed in who says he loves the show, but hey, Adam, um, I work as a rent-a-cop. I have no illusions of being a real cop. I feel logs all day, smoke weed, but only, <laughs> but only two days ago, someone got effed up in a work-related accident, and I was the first one there. Uh... He says, I work at a clinic, uh, which used to be a hospital, is now mainly an outpatient clinic. It's pretty big, though, several floors and, and stuff. He's on weed right now when he wrote this, I think. So we have a, a psych floor, and uh, we don't get gunshots and stabbings. We get outpatient people, if you know what I mean. Uh, so he says, a drunk guy came in, wants to sit in the lobby, drink his beer, when asked to leave, makes a scene, then makes a move with my buddy. Too bad for him. Me and my friends spend some, some of our time sparring soon he's in handcuffs waiting for the cops in that incident um we had to use uh, some pepper spray on the guy but he says sometimes someone just needs to get tased (laughs) (laughs) well that's probably true especially from his perspective we just got a note from somebody on the twitter account saying that the fight club came out in 1999 which was after the columbine killings not 9-11 so that's a correction oh okay oh the columbine killings right right Anyway, so uh, but I'm uh, I, I'm I'm still against it. I mean, I just think it's a it's a weak. It shows weakness, and at the same time, is frightening. It's a, it's a very scary approach to, uh, to 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 child rearing, if you, if you don't mind me saying. It's just not it's just not okay. Yeah, zap. I'm just really really quite uh, quite against this. So I've got a clip that I want to play. 
uh, which is uh, you should pay careful attention. This is a little long, but it's an interesting. Uh, why why on, me? Why me? You'll see at the very end. There's a punchline. Don't don't ignore it. Don't ignore the punchline. It's a clip about the honesty test that has been going on here and there around the country. Oh, I don't know of this. And you might want to play uh, honesty test. Feelings aren't there little white lies that you tell your children? Oh, sometimes it's kind of unavoidable. What about being dishonest when no one's looking? This fake pop-up shop was set up in Justin Herman Plaza for a few days to test our honesty. Cool, refreshing tea on a sunny San Francisco day is made available on the honor system. If you, yeah, I actually saw this clip, uh, but I didn't hear the payoff, so it'll be good. Pay your buck, you can knock it back. Welcome to the Honest Store San Francisco, where you can try as many flavors of Honest Tea as you like. But there you- so they have this thing up on the sidewalk, right, with uh, with like iced teas and Cokes and stuff, and then there's a little box next to it. And then yeah, a big clear box, and you've got to put a dollar, put a in, dollar in there for your drink, right? Which, by the way, is about two bucks shy of the actual price of, of your aspartame. Just you and the tea and no one paying attention. No one watching. So you think. The experiment is actually being monitored by hidden cameras. Our camera caught people who looked like they were being honest. But if you slow down the video... But for the most part, people we saw had integrity. Yeah, it was kind of refreshing to see. So I'll have to pay my dollar to see if the tea is just as refreshing. In fact, 91% of people in San Francisco paid their buck. And that's the honest truth. Garvin Thomas, NBC Bay Area. She went through all the trouble of pretending to put it in. She should have just walked off. The Honesty Test is traveling to different cities throughout the country. So far, Boston is the most honest, with 93.3% of people paying up, followed by Washington, D.C., with 93%. 89% of people in New York and Atlanta were honest. In Chicago, 78%. Los Angeles, it turns out, was the most dishonest at 75%. <laughs> Still ahead. <laughs> there the, you are. It's the People's Republic. That's why. <laughs> Uh, and this is the cultural mecca, the cultural center, the people that send out the messages. We're not stupid. Los Angelinos, the We're most not dishonest. Stupid here. We're not stupid here. Hey, free drinks. Screw it. <laughs> Screw me. Hey, let's just take I'm a free drink. I'm surprised it was as high as 75%. I was thinking like 40. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the honesty test. Who was that sponsored by? It does. They have. They did, there was no reveal on the sponsor. What's funny is I saw that here. You saw that in San Francisco. So this is a news package. It's clearly um, a PR company doing work. They sent yeah. this package out. Yeah, it's and, a package. Uh, yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, Walmart starts the mark of the beast. Um, as now all of their uh, products, including their clothing, will have uh, new high tech RFID tags. Yeah, and everybody's up in arms about this. Yeah, and it, I guess they they don't take them off, right? It, it's it's embedded. No, it's going to be permanent. The, yeah, so yeah. You, as you walk around the store, they can tell you where you are. And not just the store, my friend. <laughs> uh, this is great. Well, I guess I have to stop buying my clothes at Walmart. Yeah, well, that that's what you're overdue on that. <laughs> it's pretty nuts, though. I mean, I, I, I clearly see the... Uh, All you do is you, you buy, say you buy, I don't know what they're going to put these things in. Probably pants, because that's the easiest place to hide no, them. No, you could put it in anything. It's woven well, into the fabric. you take the pants, you take whatever it is, and you shove it in the microwave oven if you have one. Yeah, I don't, by the way. zap it, and zap you it. You zap it, and that's the end of it. Right. No, don't the, worry, Costco be will be doing it. a burn spot on the part of the pants yeah. where the thing was. Costco will be doing this next. No, Costco won't do stuff like this. Oh, okay. But, of course, it's nothing compared to... 
the new Barbie video girl doll. This is amazing. It looks like any other Barbie doll, but it harbors a secret. A it's hidden, got a camera built in. A hidden camera in a pendant around her neck, which can record up to 30 minutes of video. Wow, this would be a good spy mechanism. Mattel is gushing over the spy doll. Quote, budding filmmakers take note. <laughs> Barbie doll now doubles as a video camera. Girls can record and play back clips with this multitasking doll, which has a video camera built right in. Capture everything from a doll's eye view, then watch it instantly or up- upload to your computer. There's an LCD screen on Barbie doll's back and a camera lens that's hidden discreetly in her necklace. Talk about making movies in style. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I can just... What else do they build in there? A fucking pedo bear? Sorry. I don't like it. I don't no, think, I don't I, think I parents don't like I don't think parents should be buying that. That does not sound like a good idea. No, they're just turning their kids into like well, half the country, like we pointed out before, are spooks already. So, you know, <laughs> start them young. So the what's his face? Uh he does this uh every year, I guess, Wrangle. Uh once again introduced uh the compulsory service bill, HR fifty seven forty one. Which is uh, the draft? Yeah, so he I blogged it. I guess he does this uh, all the time. Is that yeah, correct? but you know, one of these days, one I mean, of these days, it's going to the happen, right? Yeah, somebody said, "Hey, this is not a bad idea." Yeah, uh, all, and it's also got included that crazy thing Obama wants to do, which is to make everybody in the military. Yeah, it's, it's national service, uh, men and women. In fact, as I was reading through the bill, it actually amends the selective service bill to add uh, female citizens. Right. So that's very much like the uh, like the Israeli system. Um, and if you are between the ages of eighteen and forty-two, it will you will be required to perform national service either as a member of the uniformed services or in civilian service in furtherance of the national defense and homeland security to authorize the induction of persons in the uniformed services during wartime to meet end strength requirements of the uniformed services and other purposes. So I think that this may be a variant that is, I think there's something new, and we'd have to go back and look at other times he submitted this, this one in July 15th. Um, but, you know, one of these days you're going to wake up and uh, and we're going to be playing clips on C-SPAN and uh, you'll, you'll be uh, suiting up. It's going to happen. Yep. Thank God I'm 40, almost 46. I don't have to deal with that bull crap anymore. But no, I, they I guess could my change daughter that will. Drop of a hat. Yeah. It's like, and now we just extended it to 46 to include Mr. Curry. Welcome. Rainwater collection, illegal now in many states. Uh, I remember oh, probably about a year ago, uh, we saw the legislation pass that uh, the United States actually owns all your water. Uh, all the water in the oceans, everywhere. Uh, the United Nations, I'm sorry. And so I guess that has passed down uh, to the states where um, rainwater is, you can't collect it. It's illegal. In, uh, let's see, Utah? Yeah. Uh, a guy found Well, there out. was a lot of activity in, in Colorado over yes, this. Colorado as well, yeah. Two, law, two new laws recently passed that exempt small-scale rainwater collection systems. Yeah, like a barrel. Yeah, that, that, that that's what that means. Small skit like a pan. You can't have a pan out. 
Yeah, well, they had to do something because, you know, if you if, if a rainstorm comes by and then you go and you look outside and your plants have been watered and you have a like maybe an old uh, like a bucket outside and the bucket's half full of water because it rained. Yeah, you can get uh, a That ticket. would be illegal. So they had to make a little, you know, had to kind of change the law a little bit so that it wouldn't be illegal because people say, hey, you know, I got a bucket full of water. What am I going to do with it? So why is this? I mean, what is the rationale that is being... Uh held up to, to uphold this this well bill. the rationale is the uh the rationale that i've read that it's the only one that i think you can come up with um i mean the real rationale so you have water companies that you know don't have people like cheating them out of the 25 cents of you know excuse me water is expensive Water well, is really expensive and you well, pay that's for it. okay well that's the real reason for this this yeah. but here's what they say they say look we're a big uh, water management company, mm-hmm. and we have calculated how the runoff works and uh, how this works and how that works. If everybody starts collecting water, mm-hmm. like they do in Bermuda, for example, all right. the roofs in Bermuda are made out of this material that essentially collects all the water and puts it in a cistern in your cellar because there's no water company in Bermuda, but it rains a lot. And you could do this in Texas where it rains a lot for a very short period of time and then it's just dry the rest of the year. But they won't let anyone do this because we've done the cal- – you know, we have to manage the water and that means we have to have our calculations have to – you know, this much water drops from the skies, this much goes into the river, this much goes over here, this much goes over there. You – Adam Curry, by setting up a Bermuda-style catcher of water, are screwing up the calculation. And if everybody did that, the calculation would be useless. We wouldn't be managing the water anymore. We'd be, we'd be, it'd be out of control, and we'd be all screwed because we would. Some fish would die somewhere because you captured the water that would have saved them. I mean, it's bogus. My monthly water bill here in Los Angeles, and there's two of us. Um, is $200, like $197, yeah. Yeah, and what am I doing? That's a, no, that can't, that can't. No, I'll show you, I'll show you the bill. And by by the way, that's after after all the taxes, uh, there's probably 20% of taxes in there, 6% here, 5% there, 10% sales tax, blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah, it's one hundred and ninety-seven dollars I paid last. Well, month they for want water. you to keep paying that money rather than capturing water and maybe lowering your bill by twenty-five bucks. But I think that also includes the sewage. So you pay for water twice. You pay for it uh, in and out. In and out. Yeah. yeah, you pay for it going down the down the drain as well. So when you flush, you're paying. It's double dipping. The whole thing's a scam. And the water deal down in Southern California, of course, which was highlighted by the movie Chinatown, which was done by Roman Polanski. And the next thing you know, Roman Polanski's rushed out of the country <laughs> for on, a, on a, some sort of a screwball deal because they did, did a plea bargain that they refused to accept after the after. I don't know. So you, there's a Roman Polanski documentary which says everything. But it's possible that Polanski, by revealing the scam of the Southern California water system in that movie, was set up. Hold on a second. Let me go get this bill. This is pissing me off now. You got it one second? Sure. Whistle. (laughs) And that is my uh, duck call. Acme Duck Call is a company out of England. Uh, you can make it sound actually like a duck. All right, all right, all right. All right, let me see what I got here. It's a mallard. 
Uh, right now, da- down here, the water bill comes once every two months, and it's yeah. This this comes every, this comes every three months. Okay, well that's okay. So it's not two hundred dollars a month. No, but I'm uh, I they break it down two hundred and two dollars and twenty seven cents. Yeah, for three months of water. No, 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 no. Per month, the, the bills are six hundred dollars. Yeah. No more. No. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. No, it's not. Yeah. Why would it's I lie ridiculous. to you? Ridiculous. You're getting ripped off. You don't even have a pool, do you? Yeah, I do. But I, the, oh, yeah, but no water goes pools. in. No water. Go, it just it stays in there. I, I want to start true. drinking you're like that. You're not fill, God, can you imagine if you filled that pool <sighs> up from scratch? I'm just going to start drinking that. <laughs> I'm not swimming in it anymore. That's now our, my resource. Damn. Jeez. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. Okay. Um, there's uh, one clip that I'd normally. What do you do? What kind of water do you use? You just drink. A <laughs> it's cup made of, of gold. Well, you know, <laughs> and you flush the toilet and you take a shower. And I take a shower. The best part of waking up is fluoride in my cup. All right, I got I got one more clip that uh, I would normally play at the end of the show, but I want to. This is the end <laughs> of the show, but I want to play it before we say goodbye because I think uh, it's worthy of discussion. It's long enough to be an end of show clip. Uh, it's uh, Kyra Phillips and John Roberts on CNN, and they're talking about the evil Internet. And uh, this is all in relation, by the way, to uh, uh, what's her name? <sighs> I'm doing it again. Cheryl, the woman who got fired. Sherrod. Sherrod, right. Uh, and how bloggers are bad, and internet is bad, and it's all bad. And, yeah, and, and, this meme is, but they've been trying this meme for but, a while. But it gets better because they're actually sitting there saying, like, you know, we need to be a part. We we are the ones that save the information chain. We are the ministry of truth. <laughs> and I just wanted to listen to this with you. Spoke to that author on CNN's American Morning. John joins us live from New York. A subject matter, John, that we can all relate to. Yeah, and one that, that you and I discuss uh, all, all the time, and, and that is that there are so many great things that the Internet does and has to offer. But at the same time, Kira, as you know, there is this, this dark side. Where yeah. <laughs> then the, by the way, with great things, this guy means porn. Where anyone's enemy can take something nasty and post it on the Internet, and maybe it doesn't rise to the level as it did with Shirley Sherrod, but it still gets out there. Yeah, unlike mainstream media, which can vilify you on the spot, and completely ruin you, see Mel Gibson. Among a certain Which, community. Well, this has happened with Sherrod, too. It was Fox and the others. No, that, no, and, no, and, no, and, no, and, no, 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 no. It's the evil internet that did that, John. You are wrong. You are wrong, 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 wrong. It's the internet that did that. Bloggers. Bloggers. And does damage to that person's reputation. Imagine what would have happened if we hadn't taken a look at, at, at what happened with Shirley Sherrod. If we hadn't taken a look. If we, we here at CNN, who are, uh, we, we hadn't, if we hadn't taken a look at it, would have ruined this woman forever we ruled and plumbed the depths further and found out that what had been posted on the internet was not in fact reflective of what she said would she still be without a job would her reputation still be ruined that that to some degree is the effect of what many people might consider to be a wild west of the internet where anybody can post anything they want about anyone andrew keen is the author of the cult of the our favorite man is here Andrew Did you notice, Keen. by the way, the same meme, anyone can do anything they want, yep. that Joy Behar used? Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, this. Well, she's headline news, CNN. It's the same company. Oh, yeah. They, they talk in the lunchroom about this crap. 
the amateur, how blogs, MySpace, YouTube, and other user-generated media are killing the American economy, the culture, and our values. <laughs> killing the economy? Yes, it's killing the... It's our fault, John. We're killing the economy. <laughs> oh, brother. I, I hate a, you for killing the hey, economy. Play the douchebag thing, will ya? <laughs> douchebag. Here comes Andrew Keene, and that is his lead-in, by the way. Here's what he says about th this idea that people can post whatever they want about anyone, and, and many times, probably more times than not, get away with it. Ooh, get away with it. What I think it reflects is a, is a certain... And by the way, this, this is an English jabroni. What's he talking about our economy for? Go yeah. to, to the Gitmo Nation East. And sort of paranoia about media, an obsession with, with conspiracy, uh, a kind of a lunacy that reflects us. Uh, and it there you go. He's talking about you and me, John. Yeah, lunacy, lunatics. lunatic, extremism, uh, a bitterness, but also a degree of responsibility. I think this case is interesting because it shows the worst of the internet in the sense that someone printed a lie or published a lie, which then was virally spread and almost ruined her life. But then ruined her life. Part wow, of the internet from getting fired to ruining her life. Mm -hmm. And also, mainstream media guys like you came to the rescue. Oh. Ah! <laughs> da, 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 to the rescue, CNN rescuing reputations worldwide. Uh, and you sorted the case out. You showed that it was a lie. You revealed the fact, the reality, the truth, which was actually the very opposite of what was published. But, John, we can't always do that. I mean, it's going to... We just don't have enough time in the day to save everyone's reputation. We just, you know, we have, other, we have important things to do, like... This is, like, scripted. Like our hair and makeup. There's going to have to be a point uh, in time where these people have to be held accountable. Ah, John, we're going to be held accountable. You shall, is. You shall be held accountable. What about all these bloggers that blog anonymously? They say rotten things about people, and they're actually given credibility. Which is which is crazy. They're they're a bunch of cowards. They're just people seeking attention. I feel so so spoken to. Well, this woman is horrible. She's kind of hot though. So what does this guy propose uh, that we can do about it? Well, well, what what Andrew talked about with me was this idea of a gatekeeper. But there are huge First Amendment rights that the gatekeeper. There it is, gatekeeper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but there's these there's horrible First Amendment rights. We've got to get rid yeah, of the First Amendment. Got to get rid of that shit first. Come come into play here, freedom of speech and all of that. And and he said that the, the people who need to be the gatekeepers are the media to check into these stories. But. <laughs> CNN will become the gatekeeper. This is the No Agenda Show, edited by CNN. For every Shirley Sherrod story that there is, there's probably a hundred thousand other ones that never rise to the level of attention Bull that crap. we would. <laughs> I love it. I knew you, I knew this would get you riled up. <laughs> Look into them. So I don't know what you do about all of those people, and we we see them people who are bullied on the internet, who commit suicide, others whose reputations have been ruined. Oh. Andrew was also pointing to companies that try to ruin other companies. <laughs> by posting false information on their websites. This internet thing, you know... I, I, it's got to go. It's got to go. We've got to stop this. And to this idea of anonymous blogging, we, we chatted about that a little bit off camera. And to some degree, the, the internet is like a, a giant worldwide bathroom wall. <laughs>
All right, that's, this, uh, this, no, this has no, got to I, stop. I, I, I'm pooping right now. I'm writing. No, I, I can't stop it. This is too good. That you can write anything you want about anyone under an anonymous pseudonym. Now, somebody's going to have that information. Unlike the fake names that news anchors use. But, you know, I've always thought that if you're going to say something, if you're going to criticize someone in a public forum, have the courage to, at the very least, put your name on it. I mean, the better thing would be, if you've got a criticism for, criticism for someone, say it to their face. Right. But like, uh, right. John, Adam Clark Curry is my name. And you are? John Charles Dvorak. The very least, have, have the, whatever you want to call them, to put your name to it. Whatever you want to call them. <laughs> sure. I think that's what we all want because yes. it, it's, it's no, very unfair. But, but you hear the subtlety is this is, they're talking about an identification system. They're talking about not, it not being anonymous. This is exactly what the whole licensing thing is about. They're talking about using your real name so you can't post things anonymous. So you have the, he means balls, but he says whatever you call them. Uh, to actually put your name behind your statements. This is about the license, and this is coming directly from the Ministry of Truth. This is a very important clip. Fair. And, you know, we talk about writing on a bathroom wall, but come on, you can go, you can spray paint over that. That That's one wall for not for the world. You know, the, the whole world's not going to see that. I mean, we're talking about, it's not it's not just freedom of First Amendment, and I know what, that's what they all claim. It's it's freedom of defamation many times. And <laughs> what freedom is Andrew's... Of defamation? Yeah, haven't you read the constitution it's right in there you, you have the freedom of defamation yeah i got your I, defamation right here she meant freedom of defecation but she got confused oh all right continue to play please uh, i guess that's it gonna see oh, that wait, no, i mean more. we're talking oh, yeah. about it's not it's not just freedom of first amendment and i know what that's what they all claim it's it's freedom of defamation many times and what does andrew say what about is there going to mean? come a the woman is a dingbat. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Point. My name is Where John Dvorak. She's a dingbat. Something's going. Uh, my name is Adam Curry. She's a douchebag. To have to be done legally. There's got to be some point. Uh, where, where there's some accountability. And, and, and companies, especially within the media, have to stop giving these anonymous bloggers credit or credibility. I guess that's yeah, well, a better word. As you know, the ubiquitous nature of the Internet and the way that it gathers together facts. And you know this is a purchase segment because it runs so long without a commercial that it, it, someone bought for this to be said. There's no doubt about it. ...and divides others. You're going to have allies of, of certain people who comment or blog anonymously. Now, just not to say that anonymous blogging doesn't have its place. I mean, if you're in a place like Iran or North Korea or something like that, anonymous blogging is the only way you could ever get your <laughs> point of view out without being searched down and thrown in jail. Right, so... We get freedom of defamation, and Iran or North Korea gets freedom of information. That This is what the guy is saying. Or, or worse. But when it comes to a society like ours, an open society, you know, do there have to be some checks and balances, not national, but maybe website to website on, on, on who comments on things? But we, we didn't really have time to get into what you do about those people. But it, it's just it's a matter of, you know, you really have to be aware. You have to be aware of, of what you post on the Internet, which is why I always caution young people, never post a naked photograph of yourself. This is what I always caution young people. How do you get from point A to that? <laughs> when they're over at the house and I have the young people around me, I say, now don't post a naked picture of yourself on the Internet, young people. You know I say this all the time. 
This guy is pedo bear. On the internet. Adam Curry said that. But as for the rest of it, these are very thorny issues that we're going to have to deal with. Now, surely Sherrod may take this in a new direction. Oh, by the way, did you hear the thorny issues? This is the, what yeah, the this is what the president said on the View. Thorny oh, issues. Yeah, yeah. This is a new meme. Thorny Thor, issue. Thorny, thorny okay. issue. Correction: If she actually does pursue sure, a defamation power, suit, as she said she might message. against Andrew Breitbart. Yeah, yeah I she mean should. she's 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 got the she has the power now, and uh, she also has the profile to to maybe bring this into a new light. So we'll see where this goes. Well, and a lot of people this jump is bogus. On board. Yeah, there, d- there is no defamation. No, there's no, there's certainly no freedom of defamation, <laughs> no clause. No, I mean, the, but the Breitbart thing was just that you take a clip out of context and you post it. Yeah, you're not calling her a douchebag or anything. There's no defamation. No, it's, it's, douchebag is not defamation anyway. You have to call her a criminal or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, no, this these guys are just talking out of their ass. It's a, it's a way to get clips, <laughs> just and get clicks on your banners. That's what it's about. But yes, they are talking out of their ass. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry I let that run long. The show went long because of this, but I, I, it's just a great clip. And you can find it in the show notes under the Ministry of Truth at noagendashow.com. Yeah, go to org slash NA and help us out for the Sunday show. Yes. The short. We need we need your support. Uh, you can also show that through, well, so uh, by grabbing a boarding pass for the uh, the mothership. Uh, noagendafans.com. Uh, we still have some challenge coins left. But uh, above all, uh, just consider what you're spending on bull crap during the week and spend it on us to support the show so we can continue to bring you quality. Yeah, your parking meter costs more than our donations. Quality entertainment. Parking meters. Coming to you from the least truthful section of Gitmo Nation West, known as the People's Republic of Southern California, where we love to steal your drink from the sidewalk. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where the sun still hasn't come out, but I expect it to probably for an hour, maybe half an hour. I can't tell. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again Saturday morning. Change in schedule. Alert, alert. Saturday morning. Same Gitmo Nation time right here on No Agenda. No Agenda.